Con! Could you have done that any further away from the microphone? Uh, I could have. Should I have? Yeah, maybe. Con! We'll see how it works. Con! Con! Start the show. Con! Uh, what's going on, guys? We're the Center Fanatics. This is our show. It's going to be a silly, silly night. Yes, it will. Silly, silly night. Absolutely silly. <laughs> Anyways, like Put we said. Put us on the screen. <laughs> Anyways, like I said, we are the Center Fanatics. <laughs> this is the tagline. It is Tuesday night, 9.30 p.m. Yes. Central Time. My name is Robert Adams. My name is. I'm so glad I did that double shot before starting this. Uh, yeah, so am I, because you got the energy to go. Anyways, we are here to talk about movies and us, but mainly movies with a little side of us. Some it's silliness. Fantastic. How's everyone doing tonight? Uh, welcome to the tagline to Cinefanatics. It's going to be so much great. Ooh, you can see behind the curtain. Nice. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Oh, you can't see it. You in can't the break, see but it. Yeah, anyways, it's... I just wanted to make a Wizard of Oz reference. I feel like that movie is highly underrated. Oh, I can make one. You need a brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see if you have some courage to uh, face me after that comment when the stream's over. Courage. <laughs> Uh, anyways, yeah, so how's everyone doing tonight, Tuesday night? We got a lot of stuff to cover, so we oh, need to jump so into this. Things. How are you doing, by the way? I'm doing okay. No, you got your shot in. And How are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. This is live on the internet. It is. Yeah, uh, that little double shot did not give me this much energy. I'm just uh, faking it. Just for the sake of the... Just for the sake of... I'm going to die halfway through this stream. <laughs> not I mean, literally. I'm talking about my energy levels. That'll make for interesting TV. Figuratively speaking. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, so as we kick this show off, uh, let me see. We got... <laughs> Say that again? So already we got uh, Partis in the chat asking, how's it going? It is going very well, Partis. Thank you for joining us. Uh, breaking news from today, AMC Universal. We will Ooh. be talking about AMC Universal. Oh, yeah. uh, that that just so happened to break right in time for me to add it to the show notes. I, I love it when things come together in time. I love <laughs> it when things break right in time for us to make sure they're in the thumbnail. Yeah. Otherwise, we're not talking about the yeah. We're not talking about this until next week. So, and then we've got Rock and Movies with Tyler. Sup. So, yeah, I still want to refer to him as like rock and roll random reviews. <laughs> Sad dude. <laughs> uh, it's like he, he changed the name just as I was getting used to figuring out how to say that. Rock and roll random <laughs> riffs and reviews. Riffs and reviews. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Got him. Got him. And now he's quoting uh, that Kid Rock song. Ba 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 bang bang. Goes the boogie, something like that. Anyway, how to remove him from stream? You can't. Oh, that, that's a stream. Yard. That's a different channel talking about Kid Rock, unless we're talking about his movies like Joe Dirt. Uh, anyways, yes. So we're starting this off. If y'all have any questions for us in the chat, make sure you send questions. We will prioritize questions going to the Streamlabs, which is up there above his head. You can send in super chats. We prefer Streamlabs if at all available because. Super Chat takes like 33%, and yeah, that's no bueno. Uh, also, if you want to join our Patreon, there's a Patreon up here above my head, patreon.com slash cinefanatics. Uh, got some good tier stuff going on there. Uh, this past weekend, we just did the uh, watch-along, the X-Men. So much fun. 
I had a blast. Where are the future that. Charles? Not them. They no longer matter. They no longer matter. <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> if if y'all want to hop on that ten dollar tier, that X Men watch along is available for you to watch. Uh, I believe what is it? It's July twenty eighth. I believe it's on HBO Max right now. It's falling off HBO it's Max on the good old Hubbo Max. <laughs> yeah, the Hubbo. The Hubbo Max. <laughs> Almost feel like you can't say that on this channel. Hubbo Max. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is a, this is an adult. <laughs> this is an adult channel. <laughs> Hubbo Max. It's on that Hubbo Max. Uh, you know what's not on Hubbo Max is the adult channel stuff. <laughs> it was on HBO back in the day. Anyways, don't worry, guys. He went searching for it. As soon as we got it. Where's it at? Where's it at? Oh, no. look. Studio Ghibli. Not there's the, the TMC Turner Classic Movie section. Now, where's the adult stuff? Real um, Sex in the City. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Kinky. Uh, yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's available until uh, the end of this month, X-Men. Uh, not the adult version, just X-Men, the superheroes. Funny enough, it's still called X-Men. It's still called X-Men. <laughs> it's a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I believe it's going to be switching over to Disney Plus next month. So uh, if you're still subscribed to anything, there's a lot of places you could. If you're subscribed to anything at all, it'll that show up eventually at some point. Date our watch along. Yeah. Anyways, uh, not the... Our, or our watch long, yeah, I was going to say, our videos that we've been doing, this tagline, we we started this back at the beginning of the pandemic. I think all of our videos are dated because of that. Um, so At the beginning of the pandemic, we're like, hey, there's some funniness going on overseas. I don't know what's happening. I know. Something in China, I don't know what's happening. So we still we planned on starting the tagline at the beginning of March. Here we are at the end of July, still going on. It. sure we're good. Been, we won't have to worry about anything. <laughs> yeah. We're like the second episode in. We're, uh, I think the first episode was James Bond getting pushed back. Second episode, South by Southwest is canceled. We're like, mm, something's going on. <laughs> well, something's going to go on, but let's just talk about movies. Here we are at the end of July. Still <laughs> talking about movies getting Stay pushed near back. near August. I'm about to have a quarantine birthday. Yeah, seriously. Uh, anyways, and then also... Uh, yeah. I wonder if parents are going to be lining up with like saying happy birthday. They're going to do the caravan in front of our apartment. Probably not. Happy birthday. We love you. We can't see the parking lot from here. Well, yeah. I mean, we can we see have... the playground and the pool. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, so, uh, yeah. Again, questions, comments, anything, Super uh, stream lab, super chat, let us know. Uh, those of y'all in the chat who are watching us, make sure you sound off in the chat. Let us know you're here. Uh, we like having you. Thank you for watching. We, we like it very when much. You, appreciate when it. you say things in the chat. Um, when you have conversations on your own that have absolutely nothing to do with what we're saying. We know that's true because we've done it. <laughs> and other people's streams. That's typically the way it is. It's fun. Uh, movies watched. Have you watched anything this past week? Uh, no. Just rewatching old movies? Uh, I, last night I started watching uh, Ford vs. Ferrari again, but it's kind of a longy. So longy? I, it's a longy. So I uh, am going to finish it tonight because I love that movie. It's a good movie. That's such a good movie. That is a gross drink. Oh. Not they're like, not sponsoring us. Call them out. I, I don't even know what they're called. <laughs> Burn that bridge before it even gets mm -hmm. built. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was not good. But I got to drink it. I bought it. Uh, I haven't really watched any. Like, I watched a couple of, uh, like, low-budget horror movies. Not really necessarily low-budget, but more of, like, just not mainstream. Uh, one of the things I'm into, every once in a while, I'll get a wild hair up my uh, nostrils. Uh, from growing facial hair. We need Manscaped to uh, sponsor us so that they can give us the uh, nose trimmer. The nose trimmer? Yeah. Uh, I just use tweezers. I go out it like a man. Just grab that hair and just yank it. Oh, yeah. That's how I do it. Like a man? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Anyways, so uh, watched a couple of those, uh, like, just the just cheap horror movies and stuff. I forgot what some of them were called off the top of my head, actually. That's how much they are. <laughs> uh, it's it's so cheap, it, uh, I, I don't know, I got nothing. I don't care about horror movies. I do need to look up the one, because one of them was uh, recommended by uh, William Bibiani. From oh, yeah, Schmodown, yeah. and it was actually it was yeah. actually the critically acclaimed podcast with Whitney, yeah, Seibold, yeah. Who so also recommended he, some movies he, for he, you too. He recommended uh, Night Train to Terror last night. I watched that, and it was it, when you're expecting a, a just a terrible, crappy horror movie, it's good. Night Is Train it, to Night Train to Terror. So when the governor of Georgia reopened this state in the middle of the pandemic. So we're saying this is the, the midnight train to Georgia. The, the midnight, night, midnight, midnight, midnight train, train to terror. Yeah. Yeah. Got, I got we there, can't really, we, we can't, got there. We can't really make that joke because Texas was only like a hair behind them. I mean, I don't think we were at the top of that either. So, uh, see, part is saying I finally saw Extraction over the weekend and loved it. I still haven't watched that yet. What was that Netflix with Chris Hemsworth? Here's the thing about Netflix movies for me. I saw Bird Box, and since then, I'm <laughs> kind of really I'm, uneasy about watching anything that pops up on Netflix. I don't trust you. I don't, I don't trust you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's all I've really watched <laughs> Making this past Making the End week. of the World Great Again! Yeah. God, I hate that movie so much. Um... <laughs> You know, actually, at this point, though, it's probably still a little bit better than what we are, we're actually getting. Maybe. I don't know. I'll wait till I we live know. that scenario, and then I'll make that judgment call. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that so much that I'm not sure which I'd rather we watch, Bird Box or Cats. Oof. There's there's an opinion. Probably Bird Box, because Bird Box didn't do anything that burned my eye sockets. Bird Box was at least still kind of interesting. You were involved in like what the storyline of it was until you uh, get to the end. You're like, eh, that was just blah. the at least the things that were on screen in Bird Box don't hurt me. They weren't offensive to the eyeballs. They don't haunt me in my dreams. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the uh, we're gonna crap on Bird Box hour. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> they do it on my car. I mean, you might as well do it on their movie on on the internet i mean <laughs> just saying a, a bird poop joke <laughs> uh, uh. and i'm trying to think what else uh so a couple other things i want to mention real quick um yes we are we, we're making some adjustments to this channel uh one of the things is is we're uh lifting his shoulder up uh one of the things we're doing is we are in the process of trying to streamline streamline the tagline Ooh, there's a mouthful uh, we're, try we're trying to stream yard the tag yard. Stream yard the tar. You know, I already have a hard enough time trying to decipher between stream yard and stream labs. Uh, we I, don't need to confuse me. Even I more. already have a hard enough time with prepositions. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff that we're changing w with this. Uh, one of the first ones is is uh, we're moving all Schmodown talk to its own show, essentially. Yeah. Uh, it's just going to be a part of our Schmodown reactions. Uh, there will be changes coming to that pretty soon we've, we've already are, yeah. we've already started rolling out the main idea of it that we're doing reactions preferably with the guest uh which by the way <laughs> some of those some of these coming up will not have guests um we'll get to what you're about to say here in a second yeah some of these coming up will not have guests like some of the uh singles i, I guess honestly probably the next the first two pay-per-views out of the out of the gate probably won't have guests 
Mm. Um, I don't think we're going to have one for Roka versus Irwin or for Smets versus Chandra. Yeah. But, uh, and that's just due to scheduling and we're trying to get used to the idea of scheduling people to actually be in our videos with us. So that happens. Um, but as soon as the singles tournament starts, I don't know. Hopefully we'll get some guests on at least some of the singles tournament ones, maybe. We'll see how the streaming works if we're going to be having matches for four days a week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if we're going to be streaming four days a week or how that's really working. I know I said last time we were going to do like the first two matches on a Thursday and the second two matches of the week on which a Friday. We which we might stick to that just to simplify just what nights because we can't stream every night, especially because according to the schedule, one of those nights is Tuesday night. Well, <laughs> we're doing this on Tuesday we're night. We're doing that. Oh, I guess we're putting Schmo down <laughs> back in the tagline. Yeah. this is. <laughs> we're just going to do a whole reaction the, yeah. This YouTube channel is a movie channel first where we yeah. appreciate and talk about movies. Schmodown is just another the, thing that we appreciate. The art of well. cinema. Yeah. So uh, The art of cinnamon. The art of cinnamon. The cinnamon fanatics. The cinnamon, we're serious about our cinnamon. Uh, Partis is saying so many reactions. Yeah. Seriously. It's it's about to get like it's, nut, nuts up in here. It's crazy because like how many, how many channels are actually doing reactions right now? It's us, C2A, Certain Point of View... Like those are the ones that are actually doing like full on reactions, not just an after, after show. Shows. Yeah, uh, some of the others might be might start doing. I don't know, uh, but for the most part, like if you keep in mind, there's going to be four matches a week, and then maybe all of those channels are going to do two to four videos a week. Then with just reactions, not counting their actual after show components. Yeah, there's a lot of content to take so in much. and then uh, do stuff with. <laughs> Yeah, so, so 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 much. So yeah, uh, so we are streamlining that as well. Uh, so all Schmodown talk will be a part of our Schmodown reactions. Uh, if you watched the past couple of ones, we had uh, Eric Rodriguez Nerd Chronic on our first one. Uh, we had Jake Berlin from a certain point of view on the second one. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we're basically just being able to pause the Schmodown, talk about what we saw. Do like all your analytic discussions right then and there in the moment. Yeah. So when it happens, you're like, oh, okay. The idea here is that you will have already watched the Schmodown on the Schmodown channel itself. Mm -hmm. In which case, you've already given them your view, your time, your like, your comment, whatever. And then you're coming over to us and we're kind of doing the deeper dive while we actually have the match playing. And we'll be able to do all that fun stuff to actually... Give you another reason to watch it again. Enjoy it with some people who want to talk about the ins and outs of what happens during the match. So, yeah. Uh, so that's the idea behind that. There will be more more involved with that in the next coming weeks or so. But yeah, stay tuned. It's gonna we're having fun with this and what we're developing right now, including this, uh, this Thursday. So we got one coming up this Thursday. So yes, to this Thursday is the Inner Geekdom finale. Uh, we will also have a special guest that's being uh, released briefly from the dungeon Ooh. for a watch-along with us, so to speak, of, again, the finale. We're watching these two. It's going to be Chance Ellison versus Mike Kalinowski. Whoever is winning this one is going to face either Chandru or Smets. Now, this person being released for the dungeon is may be doing so to hype up a upcoming match, namely the Smets versus Chandru match. So it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty exciting that we got somebody with a championship mindset coming from the dungeon. Oh yeah. To watch the finale of the tournament with us. Now, if you think we're being coy and not mentioning the names, first of all, it's not coy. It's not coy. We didn't. Uh, he's, not, he's, he's not in the dungeon. He's not in the dungeon. 
second of all, uh, we are uh, we did have to sign uh, like NDAs for this yeah. to be able to get this person on because Ka- Kaiser the, made us sign NDAs. Yeah, because of the high caliber. Um, so. Yeah, we really can't say too much anymore. In fact, I'm afraid we may have said too much. Hopefully, we can appease Kaiser with some Shiner and some burgers. I'm afraid the Shmominati might be coming after us now. Yeah, anyways, whatever that is. We are the Shmominati. What? Yeah, Yeah. okay. Uh, Anyway, so a lot of fun. That's going to be this coming Thursday. Uh, I forgot what time. (laughs) Uh, Did we set a time with our guest? I think we did set a time. I think it's going to be like something like 7 o'clock Central Time. So seven, uh, eight, somewhere around there. I expect there will probably be like some kind of a thumbnail link and something up tomorrow evening, at least the earliest. We're awaiting our guests to uh, send us a, a special picture of themselves. Yeah. So, uh, yep. Thursday evening, early evening, I guess it's going to be fun. We're, we're, we're just big fat teases over here. Mm. What'd, you, what'd you call me? I called you a tease. Oh, mm. well, I mean, sometimes. Uh, moving on to movie news. Uh, that's right. It's not even 10 o'clock uh, Central Time yet, and we're already moving on to movie news. We're doing good tonight. Oh, we got a packed show. But we got a lot of movie news to cover. Let's up. do the thing. Guys, you know Comic-Con? What are we doing? Oh, we're not doing Comic-Con yet. You, you got it. Uh, so, once again, before we dive into that, though, I do want to remember uh, remind you questions, comments, Patreon, fun the nonsense. Uh, also, if you are a big fan of listening to things in your car or on... If you're Pause. a big fan of having our voices in the middle of your ears without actually having to look at our faces. Which, I mean, I know I'm a big fan of that. Uh, we are available on podcasts, so you could see us, or hear us, yep. see us, you visual us. medium. You can hear us can hear on, us. like, what, Apple? Yeah, app, we're on the Apples, we're on the Spotify's, we're on the Googles, we're on the Anchors. We're, oh. we're all those places. Fantastic. So it, you can hear us on there, too. Pretty much wherever you get a podcast from, that's where we're at. Yeah. So now we can move on to movie news, because we've covered all that. Uh, right off the bat, uh, apparently, Brie Larson wants to play Samus in a Metroid movie. That sounds good. I, th- I mean, she could do it. So the question, the question there though is, uh, what do they actually do for a Metroid movie? Because those games are pretty much just Samus running around on her own, um, trying to, trying trying to rescue Metroids and 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 kill Mother Brain and all that. And she's just by herself. There's no one else usually. So yeah, it's probably going to be a movie of her running around. I'm I'm gonna guess that they're probably gonna do something like. Uh, Oh, I don't think you ever saw. They did the the uh, movie of Doom, Doom with Carl Urban and Dwayne Johnson, and essentially, like Carl Urban was playing like the lead character. Of Doom. I know this is a bad comparison. I don't know what movie, movie you're talking about. Do you know the video game of Doom? I know the video game of okay. Doom. As yeah. far as I'm concerned, they didn't make a movie of that game, though. Except for a little part. There was a little part of it they actually did make. But, oh, okay. But essentially, Carl Urban was playing the lead character of Doom that you control when playing the video game. Uh, but they had him going into this, whatever it was, planet thing, whatever, with uh, with like a team of soldiers. Uh, that's I I feel like that's my, what they might do with Metroid. They might have like more of like a group of soldiers going in, and yeah. Samus is the one leading them. Yeah, and that's the thing. In the later games they had like other bounty hunters. They had like the Space Federation who hired her and everything. And then you've got interactions with space pirates. You have maybe some of her backstory with the Chozo and the and her parents and Ridley and all that stuff. All that crazy nonsense that you get in the games. Um, so it could be interesting. As far as as far as I know, though, like she's still like the main character. She's still the only like 
human character. I know she's got some, I guess, Chozo blood or something too, but whatever. So this might I know way a, more about Metroid than I should. This might be a thing where she's going in with like an army and the whole army people get killed off and it's just her versus Mother Brain at the end type of thing. Something Maybe. Like that. Uh, the one thing, the one piece of Doom that I was talking about is there is a, a, a small part of that where the camera shifts to that first person point of view and yeah. you see it from like the, like the gun down below at the bottom of the screen while he's just going around shooting fools. Like it actually looks like the video game. He's wrecking fools. Yeah. Uh, so that one that that's the only part of that movie that actually was really good that I liked. The rest of the movie, uh, garbage, garbage. Um, so yeah, uh, as far as like Brie Larson cast, serviceable cast. She mm-hmm. she can take on the role and do well in it. Yeah. Um, is there anyone else? Uh, I was thinking about this earlier today. Maybe like Yvonne Strahovski if she's not if they don't claim her to be too old for the role at this part at mm-hmm. this point. Because she's somebody who has like enough star power who should have taken off who, outside of like Chuck and other like TV shows, really hasn't blown up the way she probably should have. Um, but I mean, there's, you know, and then there's your, hey, let's just go the Margot Robbie route. <laughs> let's get Margot Robbie to play every single blonde in in Hollywood. Every action action blonde. Here's Margot Robbie. If you can't get her, you get a what's her what's her name that looks just like her. Oh, Samara Weaving. Samara Weaving. Yeah. yeah, you get Samara Weaving to play Mark, Mark, the Margot Robbie role that Margot Robbie couldn't do. So uh, that might be interesting. I'm I'm eager to see. You said there's like a Metroid game that's going to be coming out pretty soon. Uh, they're working on Metroid Prime Four. So if there's like a big enough hype around there, Nintendo may option to try to push a movie out at that time. I mean, I could see them turning the, like the Metroid Prime storylines into an actual movie because that's that's. That could be interesting because there's a lot of lot of cool backstory in those games, and especially after the success of Sonic. Yeah, which Sonic didn't have a new video game to push; it just had fan. Sonic also has like a million and a half games, and yeah, <laughs> just pick from something and just run with it. Ha! Um, Funny. Uh, Tyler saying, "Give it uh, aliens meet Starship Troopers meets RoboCop feel." I mean, almost kinda. Yeah, uh, like there's a small part of me that like the. Uh, the stuff they did in Starship Troopers, where it was very, it was very so- sociological, yeah, or sociopolitical type of feel to it. Uh, they could do stuff like that potentially with Metroid. Maybe not to the extreme that Starship Troopers was, but mm-hmm. something close to that. And then the other question is, you get someone like Brie Larson, who is a who's definitely a name now and is going to want her face seen on on screen. But for the oh, most yeah. part, Samus is in environments where she probably shouldn't be taking her helmet off because you know she'll die. Especially in the original video game, you didn't yeah. see her without the helmet off until, yeah. I think, either the very end of the game, or there was like a secret code that you yeah. type in at the beginning. It was a surprise sh- to find out that Samus was a woman the entire yeah. time. So, the situation I see there is that you just do like the HUD display that that Tony Stark had from like the Iron Man. That way, he, his face is not completely covered the whole time. Yeah. You still see his facial reactions, his interaction with like the computer type of you thing. You still get the actual human element to the character. Yeah, I just want to see her cur- like curl up into the ball and then like drop a bomb like she's just like randomly. Like, yeah, I was like, is she just pooping bombs? Like, what is this? How does she get her body to contort that way? Is <laughs> this roll into a ball and just like bounce up? Some things up the- may or may not translate to the screen properly. <laughs> Sam, uh, a person curling up into like a perfect little ball and pooping bombs might be one of them. And then we're gonna do a deep dive inside that casing and find out that she's just completely mangled inside. And just <laughs> How do you do that? Well, I remove my spine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I lost it. I don't know where it's at. So that might be interesting to see. Uh, moving on. Tenet. Tenet. 
Are we done? Are we are we tired of talking about Tenet yet? Once again, it's time for our weekly Tenet news. <laughs> and now here is where's Tenet going now? By the way, the graphic. The, yeah, well, almost. <laughs> we need to work on something like that. That hmm. would have been funny. Uh, so I need to mention real quick. T- this week's Tenet news is brought to you today by Energizer Batteries. They keep going and 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 going. And going. This is going to be bad on the like the podcast. And going and going and going and going and going. It really doesn't sound like words anymore. Anyways, uh, so they've pushed Tenet. I was wondering where that was going. And going and going and going. <laughs> wow. They've pushed Tenet back pretty much indefinitely until, like, was it yesterday or so? They they made the announcement that they're now what they're looking at is, since there are theaters overseas internationally that are that are capable of opening up, everything's back to normal. <coughs> Rona. <coughs> are, are you okay? Yeah, I'm all right. Perfect time for me to be talking about this. Hey, so Tenet. <coughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, it's not funny. Uh, so since funny. there are theaters that are opening up, they're like, you know what? We need to release this movie. This movie's been made. Theaters need to open. They need to make money. We're going to release this movie. So now we're in a position where it's going to be released internationally. Uh, I said, I believe they said they're going to open it like on August 26th internationally to Ooh. theaters that can. It's coming up. And then it will be released in the U.S. in certain cities. I, I'm going to guess the same stipulation. Cities that are capable of having theaters open. <laughs> so not California, Texas, Arizona, New Florida, York. New York. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Chicago. Uh, on like Labor Day weekend, so it's going to be like around the first Monday of September. So if you want to see Tenet, I would recommend traveling to Oregon, Wyoming, <laughs> on the road, Montana. Again. I can't wait to get on the road. Honestly, again. there are probably some small towns in Texas that do have theaters that we could probably just take a six-hour drive to and go see Tenet, and be perfectly fine. I'm just saying, it's it could be worth it. Yeah. Uh. So, yep, that's what's going to happen. Now, the downside to that is because of the type of movie Tenet is, like a super secret movie, we still don't fully know exactly what the heck is going on in what that movie. What the heck? That leaves the entire world open to spoilers being announced. If this gets released in one decently populous Yarr. country, someone's going to hop on that Wikipedia page and start typing up the plot summary. Pirate-based little thing? I I don't know. Yar. Anyways, uh, then you've also got that. You've got the ability for movies to be pirated. Uh, the thing is, is because of this particular case, I think we're looking at movies that are being pirated probably more in the interest of trying to sell it. Yeah. More than like, hey, this is a random movie just put up on like a pirate website for yeah. free type of thing. Because uh, people will pay to watch these movies at this point. Like eager... These are movies that we've known have been coming out. So most of the movies that have that are still being pushed back should have been out already. Yeah. Uh, so there's a high demand for these movies. When there's a high demand and a very low supply, prices go up. And welcome to the Cinefanatics Business Hour. Yeah. <laughs> this is the McLear Neil whatever business whatever on PBS. Good joke. Uh, yeah. Really nailed that landing. I sure did. <laughs> Thanks for your support. Anyways. Anytime. Uh, so, yeah, there's there's a chance that that's going to happen with the piracy of that as well. So It's interesting, though, because, I mean, if you look at the situation, what else are they going to do? The, the other option is just wait and hold on to it until it can be released everywhere at the same time. 
Yeah. And you can't do that. Studios are hurting to the degree that studios can hurt. I mean, they have millions and millions and millions of dollars. Studios are hurting, quote unquote. Uh, Theater chains are definitely hurting. Those are actually hurting. Uh, AMC is like struggling right now. And we'll talk about that again here in a little bit. That's the theme of the show. The very next news topic. Yeah. Uh, so what are they going to do? Hey, release it. Just release it in the theaters that can handle it now in the cities that can handle it. And I think we've talked about this before that it's like, there's a, there, there's like a triangle as to what, to how this has to work. Yeah. The studios want their movie seen. Theaters want to be open and people want to go to, uh, want to, or not want to go to theaters. Yeah. You need all three of those to work at the same exact time. And the problem is, is you can't control studios can't control the theaters or people people can't control or uh, actually i would say people technically could control the theaters and the studios because if the people aren't going to the theaters nothing happens yeah and if we're in a if we're in a state where everyone's like yeah i'm I, i've completely decided no matter what i'm just not gonna go to a movie theater for the rest of this year Which no matter what have. movie comes out it could be the next like avatar type movie not the next avatar because there's no way it's getting that many people but the next avatar type movie where we're just yeah. people flooded theaters for it <laughs> avengers in game oh that's probably a more contemporary reference good job yeah. um but it could be something like that and people still are just flat out not going to go or they're gonna go like J- jake gyllenhaal in that bubble boy movie <laughs> Or John Travolta and his Bubble Boy movie. I mean, you know, the references. I mean, so at some point, like, we're looking at a situation where I know, like, I've heard stuff in, in, towards, like, when are we getting a vaccine for this darn thing? Um, that darn virus! <laughs> uh, when are we getting a vaccine for it? And uh, when when is that happening? And, you know, talks are saying, like, maybe by December of this year, towards the end of this year, to sometime, stretch to sometime maybe in the spring of next year. So, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a good chunk of about four or so months, you know, where that vaccine could drop. But until then, these theaters, these chains, these these businesses, they have to start recuperating money somehow. So how are they going to do that if they can't open in these major cities? Well, we're going to have to forego the usual formula of releasing in L.A. and New York first and then releasing everywhere and just go, hey, it's out there. Get out there. Go for it. Go see it where you can. Uh, the towns that have twenty or less cases of, of the thing, you know, go the thing. Uh, then go uh, clear. <laughs> yeah. Then then you can go see it. Otherwise, uh, hold off. Wait till wait till we can get a full on wide release. You know, come next year. Yeah. So those of y'all in the chat or watching this, uh, drop. Let us know in the chat in the comments. Uh, are you in any hurry, rush to go see a movie in the theater right now as well? I, I know feel the, like that's the same question this, we've been this, asking. Like this, this is this a question a lot, a lot of people ask all, all over the place. Not just every us. single week. It's like the same question every week on every live stream. Are you ready to go see a movie yet? And the hey, answers typically no. Those those of y'all in the chat, let us know. Do you like eating spam or not? Those of you in the chat, let us know. Do you like putting your head inside of a bear trap? Yeah. Or do you like, you know, just looking at the bear trap from a distance? Yeah. See, part of us is saying that he'd rather wait than risk it. So, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. And for, for those major cities, again, like the most of the cities in California, a lot of the major cities here in Texas, uh, New York, yeah, probably, probably it's okay to wait. Things how you're not going to get it anyway. But... If you're in a town that has, you know, again, like I said, 20 or less cases. Yeah. 
Um, just social distance. So Parta said something also. Nolan just has to have his movie come out either way, which is a bad move. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, what does that mean for, like, Christopher Nolan is yeah. essentially your auteur director. Uh, people flock to a movie just because it has his name attached to it. Again, we have no idea what Tenet is about, and people want to go see it because it's a Christopher Nolan movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what does that mean when his his art that he created is going to be staggered, could be potentially pirated, spoiled? It, it, this is not something that a creator of a movie wants happen to their artwork. I mean, it's also a very special case and a very special situation that we're in right now that we don't normally face and hopefully don't have to face again, at least for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's the game we have to play now. I mean... That's that's what happens when your art requires a mass viewing worldwide in a very specialized location. S- something could happen to keep that from happening. But is this potentially going to sour his relationship with, like, say, Warner Brothers? It could. I mean, it's a situation uh, where any studio could be making the same decision that Warner Brothers is, but because it just so happens that he's got that deal with Warner Brothers right now, it could be, hey you didn't treat me the way I expected to be treated as a, as a, as a director, as somebody who had control over my baby, this project, this, this thing that I've poured my, uh, my soul into. And because you mistreated my product, I'm going to take my products somewhere else where they will treat me, where they will recognize. And whether he's right or wrong in that thinking, if that's even what he's thinking, uh, remains to be seen. But the, the situation is, is that he's, he, films his movies with IMAX, you know, quality, IMAX ratios, all this stuff. They're meant to be seen. <laughs> he usually breaks about three IMAX cameras per movie. Yeah. And <laughs> that's why his budgets are so high. Yeah. Uh, so these things are meant to be seen on the big screen. And if he's in a situation where Warner Brothers is like, yeah, it's got to come out this way. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. But they're going to be pirated. People are going to be seeing it on their computers, on their PlayStations or whatever. I don't want... I don't want it viewed that way for the first time. I need it seen on the big screen. And they're like, yeah, we don't care. Yeah. That's the situation. Because, I mean, Warner Brothers still, they are capable of holding it back and just waiting till a massive amount of people can see it at the same time. So that might be a thing where a situa- because of situations like this, directors in this case might have a clause written in their contract when they sign Going on forward. to do these that like, hey – the movie will be released this way. Otherwise, yeah. if you can't agree with that in the one-off chance that this also happens to be a year of a pandemic, then you're. I'm just not going to make the movie with you. Yeah, that we call that the act of God uh, clause in the contract. Yeah. Because who knows? Freaking pandemic or the whole entire state of California falls into the ocean, whatever. You know. <laughs> Let's not hope. Let's hope not. Yeah. No. Uh, moving on. Uh, speaking of uh, <laughs> agreements and video on demand and stuff like that. Uh, so yes, uh, Universal Studios and AMC has reached an agreement ever since their their big argument. This started a little with, spat. Yeah, this started when Universal released uh, Trolls Wo- World Tour on video on demand uh, a couple they? of months ago, and it did fantastic. And they're like, you know, we could probably do this in AMC movie theaters. Uh, we're like, wait a minute, no, because you're bypassing us and we want to get paid. How dare they release Trolls World Tour? That was the end of that sentence. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your final thought? <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
Yeah, now they've they've reached an agreement where Universal, basically Universal has the power and control in this, that they have the ability to release the movie onto video on demand premium services, Mm -hmm. meaning they they release it for like the $20, $25 a pop uh, after 17 days of it being in a theater. So that's roughly after, like a little after two weeks of it playing in the movie theater. Yeah, that's essentially three three weekends it could potentially be in there. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's fascinating. That's really interesting, especially because you're talking about the main the main hinge on this was the fact that you've got another Jurassic World movie coming out and the Fast and Furious Nine coming out. Both of them are huge tentpole movies, those and movie theaters like AMC billion could dollar earners really use some income that those two movie franchises would bring in. Absolutely. Uh, so it's really interesting to see that kind of agreement. Now, the thing with that, though, that I point out that I haven't seen like mentioned in any news thing is if you know how movie theaters and movie studios, how the pay structure works on that. Typically, when a new movie, especially if it's a big one like Jurassic World Fast 9, mm-hmm. uh, when they come out, the movie theater itself will earn maybe like five. I'm, I'm just I'm making up some numbers, but this is pretty close to the actual idea. Uh, maybe like five percent of ticket proceeds, yeah. and the theater mostly makes most of its money on concessions, uh, like that ten dollar bag of popcorn. Uh, so for the first like week or two, it may be like that. The second weekend, the movie theater, uh, the movie studios may still take nine like ninety five percent of the entire ticket sales, mm-hmm. and the movie theater chains themselves are only making like the five percent. And then it's the weekend after that, the studio starts taking less and less, and the movie. St- the movie theaters start making more and more. So the point where this is moving on to the on-demand after that 17 days is about the point where the theater starts taking more and more and more of the cut. Exactly. In which case, AMC just signed on the deal to say, like, hey, we recognize that, but also... Yeah, you can you can do your thing with your own movie, and you'll end up taking more of the cut because more people at that point, if, if you want to see the movie, you will have gone out in that 17 days to go see it, more than likely. Mm-hmm. Most of your 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 major moviegoers will go see it in that first seventeen days for sure. Casual moviegoers afterwards and repeat viewers will will then occur in that seventeen days. But most of those people are probably just going to be more than happy to do so in their own home. And that's why I don't know if this is going to be like a from now on type of thing. Is this going to be the way it is uh, from from now on, or is this only because there's still a pandemic? I would imagine so, because I mean, in the middle of a pandemic, no movies are coming into theaters. But so we're still at the point, like what, like Parta said here, is like I would rather wait than risk it. Yeah, he might be a person that's more likely, like you know, I could wait those seventeen days for sure. The movie was supposed to come out this past March. I could wait another 17 days yeah. to see it rather than risk it going to a movie theater. But when the pandemic's over, um, or at the very least that the coronavirus is thought of just about as much as your regular seasonal flu, uh, would people would they, would they still be doing this? Because, yeah, like you were pointing out, this does take a lot of the income away from a movie theater because yeah. this is the time when the ratio would shift and the movie theater would be making more money than the studio on it. it. Is that really just their plan for, like, say, like they signed the contract for, like, a year? So we assume that by this point next year, the majority of the people will have had a, would have had a vaccine by then. Life is back to normal. We're all feeling okay and comfortable with going out and doing things life like normal. Mm -hmm. Uh, In which that case, they're like, okay, now it's time to end that deal. Let's go back to where we were before, where you can't put it 
on video on demand for seventy days. The problem with that is that if a studio is seeing a large uptick in that, they're finding that they're making a lot more money doing it that way. It's it's a matter of leverage at that point. Does the studio have more leverage because they're the one with the movie? Mm-hmm. Maybe. But also if a major theater chain like AMC, it comes back in the same position and says, all right, fine, none of your movies can play in our theater. And it's like, okay, but well. AMC can't afford to do that. AMC can't afford to do that, but maybe after this whole pandemic is over, they'll feel a little more comfortable with flexing that muscle again. Yeah. And part of us is saying, I wonder if Regal <laughs> or Cinemark will follow this as well. I mean, possibly. This might be, uh, I, I can't remember, one of those two I feel like was also a part of that uh, that tiff with AMC. Regal was. Regal. So Regal was also against uh, Universal but for making this move as well. But The, the issue at, at hand with that right now is that AMC is the one that has signed this contract or whatever, this agreement with Universal to earn a cut of the the profits going on to the video on demand we haven't heard anything about regal or cinemark we mm-hmm. don't know if they've also signed a deal with universal to earn a cut and how many different theater chains is amc or is uh is universal going to want to sign this deal with is that is that a wise move for the studio at that point yeah because <clears throat> how long do the theater chains get a cut of the profits of video on demand too yeah now that'll be interesting to see um let me see if there was anything else in regards to this that I can think of. I don't think so. I think that covers it. A lot of that's just going to be up in the air for right now. We'll have to wait to see how that mm-hmm. uh, plays out in the future. Up in the air. Uh, as you can tell, a lot of these are thinly, veilly connected to it to each other. Uh, so thinly. jumping into our uh, Comic-Con at home topic here. Comic-Con at home. That was actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was announced uh, at the Comic-Con at home that Bill and Ted face the music uh, will be uh, excellent to each other. It will be excellent to each other. Very, very well done. Oh, yeah. Uh, they will be going to the video on demand premium and select theaters on September 1st. Good old vibe. So kind of the same the same thing we were talking about is these movie theaters are opening. I think we're starting to reach the, I guess, the precipice of their like, you know what? Screw this it's pandemic. Million dollar world. Word. Good job. Precipice? Precipice. I like precipice. Uh, I climb them all the time. Uh, that we're now we're now in the point living where living on a third story is not climbing a pes- okay. precipice. <laughs> sure, <laughs> we're now at the we're, point we're where we're at the point where movie theaters are going to open. I don't care what you think. You don't want to go to movie theater? Don't go to movie theater. We'll release it on demand uh, as well. But I mean, w- movie theaters have yeah. to open. We need to. We need society to continue on. Yeah. We're going to release this in a theater. Yeah. Now, if you want to go see it in the theater, it's in select theaters. Mm-hmm. So again, probably not California, Texas, Florida, New York, Chicago, Arizona, stuff like that. Ari- yeah. Arizona, dude. Yeah, Arizona. Is, is Arizona bad? Oh, Arizona's bad. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. Guess who doesn't pay attention to the news? Uh, that guy. I'm reading stuff about movies. He's reading only movie news. Yeah, <laughs> not world news. <laughs> so hey, so yeah, it sounds like this is like the like the hard fact. We're going to release this Bill and Ted movie. Uh-huh. So September first, it's coming. Uh, they did mention uh, what was funny is uh, we got Kevin Smith was talking about Bill and Ted at the Comic-Con at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the few things he was talking about that he wasn't swearing up a storm, apparently. Because <laughs> I guess they had to bleep him out like a whole bunch when during his like evening with Kevin Smith. 
Uh, Which is bit. funny considering that's live. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he was basically saying that uh, very very strongly, Jane Silent Bob probably would not exist without characters like Bill and Ted leading the pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I definitely see the connection. Uh, Wayne and Garth. You got, yeah, I would say that if you want to start pinpointing, there's probably a lot of these characters around the same time, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, that are swimming around that same kind of idea pool type of thing. I would say, like, at least out of the four Ninja Turtles, at least Michelangelo. It's called the Stoner Pool. Yeah, the Stoner Pool. Michelangelo, the Ninja Turtle, was a stoner. Well, I mean, he is green. Um, They're all stoners. Yeah, I guess. You see how they down the pizza? pizza? <laughs> they eat pizza like crazy. Some munchies, y'all. I mean, yeah, at least Mikey is. Yeah, probably. Uh, but I mean, go, even go so far back as to like Michael J. Fox, uh, Marty McFly from Back to the Future, definitely had like that teenage slacker, as uh, Strickland would call him. He'd have that slacker mentality type of thing that kind of feeds into also a bit of Bill and Ted. So definitely see why Kevin Smith would make that kind of a comment. Um, but for especially for Jane Silent Bob, there's definitely a connection there. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, back up here, uh, Tyler was saying, wait, are you saying Margot Robbie should have been Bill Preston's daughter? I mean, technically, he probably could have gotten away with it. That's one of those, like, I want to see if anyone would ever do a deep fake. <laughs> like, deep fake Margot Robbie on Samara Weaving and then the other way around. Like, put Margot Robbie in Ready or Not. <laughs> But Samara Weaving and in, I, Tanya. And I, Tanya. Let's see if we can actually get away with this one. That might actually be pretty funny. Nothing changed. Yeah. It's the same people. Uh, uh, New Mutants. Uh, also, still being released to a movie theater. What the heck? <laughs> they will not give up on that movie. Which I understand if the whole, the whole line of reasoning behind that is it has to go to HBO Max first instead of Disney+. Plus. I get it. So they're giving up the value that it, it potentially holds, which at, that makes sense. At this point, they no longer care about, okay, the audience just wants to see this now. They don't care about that. They care about, we want to make some money off this movie that we didn't spend any money on. Especially. Which, look, if... If it were me and I received an item that I could turn around and sell, and I didn't pay for that item, I didn't have to pay for that item, not not, not counting stealing, I'm just saying, if an item was given to me that I, I get in a in a legal situation. Let's also like briefly mention real quick that by Disney purchasing Fox, that means that they did they did also sure. incur the debt that Fox spent on making the movie. That's a part of their assets, I guess. Sure. That aside, if I receive an item that I didn't spend any money in the creation of that item, I guess, if you want to put it, put it that way, whereas normally I would create... This is a stupid analogy, isn't it? Look, they want to make money off something they didn't directly pay money for. Oh, well, that makes sense. And if it were me, I would do that too. Oh, that definitely makes sense. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense also. What did I say? Are we halfway through? Is this where my energy dies? Uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, I'm like trying to highlight the video down here, like it's actually keeping time, and that we're not live right now. Yeah. Uh, so uh, during the uh, the panel, the Comic Con at Home panel, mm-hmm. they did uh, show like essentially the opening scene, which looked like it was kind of edited down a bit. Yeah. Uh, not the full entire opening, but just the beginning. Just just the beginning to get like the slight taste, and then just, straight into the point. Just the um, which it looked like it was really. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. 
Uh, oh yeah. Which it looked like it was uh, like Danielle Moonstar's family is a, being attacked. We don't know who who being attacked by. I would say safely assume that it's probably Demon Bear. Is the Demon Bear? Uh, and then she's like hiding, and then she wakes up in the hospital, like chained to the bed. That, and then and then it goes into basically a trailer for the movie. That voice, by the way, is Demon Bear. <laughs> That's the Demon Bear's voice. I am the Demon Bear. I, I could completely see it. Growl. You should like use that voice and dub the trailer. <laughs> oh, hey there, Moonstar. Roar. <laughs> How's it doing, Magic? How's it going, Magic? <laughs> Ileana Ratsputin. How's your brother? I can't say your name. <laughs> I'm not Russian. I'm a demon. <laughs> um... <laughs> So yeah, so they did show the trailer for that. Which here's the thing, I don't know. I I I don't think they could actually push this movie back anymore, just because we're kind of running out of things that they could potentially put in the trailer. I think this is probably the final amount of stuff that they put in the trailer. If this movie had been released in the theater on time, like as originally planned, I don't believe the trailers really would have shown this much of demon bear oh, like, that's weird they're, they're flat out showing the demon bear in the trailer they just now. released a new trailer just now it's for some reason this trailer is an hour and 55 minutes long i don't understand <laughs> it's this. called the movie it's called the entire movie <laughs> hey demon bear here watch my entire movie yeah. hey <laughs> so that's what i said like the the trailers for, that they originally had planned would i uh, probably would only show maybe demon bears like glowing eyes in the dark type of thing i don't i don't think that they intended to show this much of the movie but the thing is this been this has been drawn on for so long and keeps getting pushed back they're like we got to show somebody something well let's show them the demon bear hopefully a, a giant demonic bear is gonna help sucker people into this movie and here's the thing i don't know these characters this mm-hmm. is not the the realm of the x-men that i'm that familiar with and there's a couple was who there's a couple of the characters that I've heard of before in this, but for the most part, you're telling me the the yeah. villain in the movie Magic, is... Magic, Wolfsbane, Sunspot, Moonstar, sure. and Cannonball. Great. Cannonball I've heard of before. Okay. Um, you're telling me that a bear with glowing eyes that is called Demon Bear is the selling point of this movie. That's, that's the villain of that. That's what I've got to get in this. The Demon Bear. Put your butt in the seat. Here I am. Well, okay, so let's be honest, though. If you think back to, like, uh, not saying that, uh, in no way, shape, or form, am I saying that New Mutants, by making this comparison I'm about to make, am I saying New Mutants is going to be a bad movie? This still could attention, uh, could be a really oh, good yeah, movie. yeah, it's going to be awful. Pushed back for so long. Uh, <laughs> but if you think back to, like, say, Green Lantern's uh, trailer. We don't talk about that movie. You didn't see, like, you, uh, I don't recall seeing parallax in the trailer Ugh. the and parallax cloud there's a reason for that exactly i'm glad they didn't show and I, that's what i'm saying if the new mutants trailer Actually, like right out the gate if they had shown this demonic bear in the first trailer you'd be like hmm, hard pass there there there's an evil bear this is this is like one step above Yogi stealing our picnic baskets. We don't need no education. <laughs> we don't need no demon bears. <laughs> hey, hey, demon bears, leave those kids alone. <laughs> leave those kids alone. <laughs> demon bears, not a Pink Floyd fan. <laughs> Get rid of that wall. You want to see the dark side of me? <laughs> no. I need water. My <laughs> throat is hurting. <laughs> it's because you're talking that way. 
What a silly episode today. You sound like uh, like a drunk Casey Kasem. <laughs> kind of. For those of you who don't understand that reference, <laughs> Casey Kasem used to host the Top 40. He also did the voice of Shaggy hey, on, Scoob. on Scooby-Doo and Robin from like Super Friends way back in the day. So Scooby-Doo, where are you? It's me, Demon Bear. Yeah. The fun thing is if you ever hear like the Casey Kasem outtakes like from his radio program when he was yelling at stuff and like cussing up a storm, it's hilarious to hear his voice do that. Anyways, that's beside the point. Uh, what was his radio show called? Well, he did he did host the American Top Forty. That's it. Um, like long time ago. I mean, when I was a kid, it was like Rick Dees that was hosting it, and I don't know who's doing it now. If Rick Dees still do it. Rick Dees. Dees nuts. Not Dees nuts. God, jeez. <laughs> Demon Bears America Top Forty. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is stupid. <laughs> I'm having fun at least. I hope people watching that are. works. I mean, as long as you're having fun, that as long means as I'm, people gotta be having fun with this. This is worth my time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that was so the the short end of this. Are you trying to do the, the voice now too? No. <laughs> the short end of this is New Mutants is still coming out in the theaters, y'all. We still gotta wait. I never thought I'd ever say that sentence. Yeah. New Mutants is coming out in theaters. You know, like all these movies are dropping into video on demand. You'd be like. New Mutants. New Mutants is gonna go video on demand. I, I swear. Mark my words. Nope. If that's the first, if that ends up being the first movie wide released to everybody as close as the same time as possible, that would be hilarious. That you would ha- you would have a hard time telling me that at this point the freaking virus isn't a hoax just to make that situation happen. It's yeah. not a hoax, people. But what I'm saying is it could be just for New Mutants to be that. That would be hilarious, and I would not be offended whatsoever. Long story short is, I want to watch New Mutants. Everybody wear your damn mask. It's uh, <laughs> it's not a hoax, though. People have died. It's a very real thing. Yeah. Let's be very clear about that. People didn't die for a hoax of New Mutants. No. Being for- oh, God. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> uh, part of the saying, I like how they made fun of the moving the dates at the beginning of the panel. Yeah. That was hilarious. What are you going to do? Of course you got to do that. I mean, you have to talk about the elephant in the room in in the case of that. The demon bear in the room. The demon bear in the room. Oh, yeah. I'm sitting right here. (laughs) You can't ignore me. Uh, So while New Mutants is going to be released to theaters, I'm going to guess that eventually this is probably going to be the same type of thing where they're just going to release it to theaters that are open type of thing. And it's just going to have a staggering release. Um, Staggering, all right. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic World 3, or I guess Jurassic World Dominion. The only one of this trilogy that I'm actually interested in. Yeah, because we finally have gotten to the thing that the Jurassic Park franchise needed to have done this entire time. They should have used the opportunity that they had in Lost World to set this story up in Jurassic Park 3. (laughs) Absolutely. That's the thing. Like, honestly, honestly, I do actually kind of like Lost World. I like the idea. Yeah, I do too. I like the idea that Lost World set up and the way it kind of addressed it. uh, I do think there was a lot of a lot more focus on everyone being on this like second island for way too long, Um, and they needed to have hurried up and get to like San Diego so we could actually get to the point of dinosaurs on the mainland. Dinosaurs actually like starting to integrate with humans. And all we had was a T Rex running in the street, which is the downfall of the of Lost World. But yeah, Uh, and while that's actually probably one of my favorite parts of that whole movie, uh, for that exact reason. This is something that the Jurassic Park movies needed to have done, and I agree. This should have been Jurassic Park 3. Not this, let's go look for this stupid, dumb kid 
on this planet. Wow, tell planet. us how you really feel. Uh, no, I'm real. I'm, I actually, He's so angry about the stupid dumb kid. He doesn't realize this is on Earth. No, I, I actually on this planet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> on the island. I am actually kind of pissed. In a world. I, I'm, I'm pissed at Jurassic Park 3 because I think that was a complete waste of a movie. Alan. Yeah. Oh, God. Alan. That, uh, the whole thing should have been, by that point, you've left the park. Now you're talking about the the dinosaurs running around the world. Yeah. Well, they have announced that that's what this movie is going to be. Not only are we focused on dinosaurs off the island and in like San Diego or at the very least in the U.S., we're going to see it on an epic global scale. These dinosaurs are going to be interacting like in Africa, Europe, China. We're going to see how dinosaurs has have spread from the island to the entire planet. Which is a very tempting storyline. I love the idea of that. I yeah. like seeing how these, these creatures are affecting different cultures. And it's like a big global thing. Because we haven't had enough of big global things this year. Um, <laughs> threatening the world. Threatening you know. the world. But what I'm more curious about is how in the <laughs> heck are they going to explain away the fact that I'm guessing, okay, first of all, I'm guessing this takes place several years after Jurassic World 2. No, this movie takes place in 2020. Maybe. <laughs> sure, that makes sense. We have a virus. It's called prehistory. Um, anyway, so how how does this how does this storyline work like these dinosaurs are affecting the globe cool that's gonna be awesome to see how in the world am i expected to believe that the world's global military every country's ability to defend their countries couldn't do anything about these giant lizards uh these aren't godzilla they are dinosaur sized and i think that that might be something i feel like tanks can take them out that's something I feel like they did touch upon as much as I hate referencing this. They touched upon that kind of an idea in Fallen Kingdom. In which case, they were trying to decide should they destroy the animals when they are, for all intents and purposes, they're animals. Yeah. Do you do you destroy the animals for the benefit of mankind or do you allow these animals to live to survive? I, th- I think they're going to be addressing that issue again just on the more global scale. The movie's called Dominion, right? Yeah. So it's going to be about who has the dominion over the planet, the dinosaurs or the humans. Yeah. It's, so, therefore. <laughs> this is the movie that PETA is hoping for. No, the, <laughs> the way you solve this. Be and kind of dinosaurs. There's, there's two ways this goes. And obviously, I, I hope that I'm not spoiling anything and that the screenwriters are better than I am about coming up with plot lines. After the last movie, probably not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like me. Um, like me. They're alive. They're alive. Oh, God. Anyway. Uh, yeah. That situation is. There's two ways it goes. Humans die out, or largely die out, which I don't know if anyone's going to be interested in seeing that after 2020. Man creates dinosaurs. Dinosaurs destroy man. Women inherit the earth. <laughs> Cats and dogs. Well, no, I was actually quoting the Jurassic Park. Oh, I was not. Um, <laughs> so, or the dinosaurs all have to be killed, except for the ones that eat plants. They're fine. I guess. Uh, how does that i mean what what direction i that's that's what has me interested in this is where does this go how do they how do they solve a problem like maria how do they fix this <laughs> west side story is also being pushed back to next year y'all <laughs> i thought that was uh sound of music it is sound of music oh it is sound of music how do you solve like every musical like has maria. a maria in it yeah it's true <laughs> anyway 
that's that that is what has me very interested in this storyline too which is they lucked out they lucked out that they were taking the storyline in the right direction because you would have lost me on Fallen Kingdom good lord that movie that movie's terrible god uh I, I've tried thinking back. I think I actually do kind of prefer Jurassic Park 3 to Fallen Kingdom, maybe. Uh, Alan. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Uh, None of the dinosaurs were talking in Fallen Kingdom. Although there was a clone girl. Spoilers. Yeah. Well, don't worry, I'm saving you if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that so they're finally doing the thing that I feel like the movies need to do. And part of us is saying I'm glad yeah. uh, Laura Dern and Sam Neill are back. I hope they have a bigger role in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Much better than the uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm cameo in which, the last one, which was just he's a back too. bookend. Yeah. So hopefully they're actually all like running around going, must go faster, must go faster. I think the question at hand, though, is do we get Vince Vaughn back? Do we want Vince? Wait, didn't he die? Did he die? I don't remember, actually. It's been a while since I've seen uh, yeah. Lost World. I, I want, can't remember if he died in that I one. want Vince Vaughn, and I want uh, Julianne Moore back. Yeah. And what happened to Ian Malcolm's daughter? She uh, ended up going to uh, gymnastics, and she's an uh, Olympics athlete, and she is not concerned about dinosaurs anymore. She's about to be. It's going to be global, right? Well, then, thank God she's around to start kicking some more raptor tail. Yeah, because she does some more bar spins and just sends them straight through some more glass windows. Yeah, that was probably one of the most unbelievable parts of that movie. Hey, actually, could you imagine if she tried to face up against Demon Bear? <laughs> what would that sound like? <laughs> Ouchies! <laughs> <laughs> you done kicked me with gymnastics. I hurt. <laughs> <laughs> So look forward to Ian Malcolm's Daughter versus Demon Bear coming soon to theaters next it's year. It's the movie you didn't know you wanted to see, but yeah. you absolutely want to see. Absolutely. I'm going to be a star. <laughs> Put a star on the Walk of Fame for me. <laughs> Demon Bear. Demon Bear's here to stay. You ready for your close-up, Mr. DeVille? <laughs> um, I'm glad I have a bottle of water. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't spit it out at me. Uh. So that's that's roughly it for the uh, Comic Con at home discussion. Yeah, there wasn't much else that happened there. I mean, outside of I guess we're gonna move in. Are we moving into Justice League? Yeah, talk? yeah. So some Justice League stuff was. There were some other there. things like there was a dis- discussion about stuff with like Constantine, I guess, and uh, Constantinople. Some, some moving on in regards to like a Rick Grimes movie from Walking Dead, but that's roughly about it. Um, so there was also a Justice Con this past weekend, which all these cons happening within the one week, just absolutely confusing. Justice but, Con. But it seemed like this Justice Con was all about talking about Justice League and the Zack Snyder cut. Back at Hall H of the Justice Con. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the Justice Con. <laughs> I can't do that voice either. Meanwhile, back at the Justice Con. Yeah. That's all we're doing in the stream is we're just trying to to redo like super friend voices. You got Robin and Casey Kasem, and then we're trying to do that. Well, a bad Casey <clears throat> Kasem. Meanwhile, oh, I can't do it. Jeez. <laughs> meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom. <laughs> yeah. Autobots get the all spark. <laughs> okay, now you're on the Peter Cullen. <laughs> Uh, so one of the big things that was uh, talked about at Justice Con is that Zack Snyder debuted the picture of Superman in the black costume. Uh, the reference on that is, if any of y'all are familiar with the Death of Superman storyline in the comics back in the early 90s. Spoilers, he dies. He dies. 
but then he gets revived, and while he's being revived, he's in this black costume. They're really taking that Jesus analogy way too seriously. Yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and this black costume in the comics was meant to be like the the restorative costume. It's what you wear to help heal yourself, type of thing. Uh, so apparently, once in the Snyder cut, once he comes back, he's putting on this black costume, oh. I guess. And we saw a clip where he's visiting Alfred while Alfred's working on a car or something. Uh, but I, kind so of interesting. I saw the clip like old trailers, like some of the first trailers for Just Sleep. I think before Snyder left the project, uh, we saw. I don't even know if it's a trailer, but we saw we saw a clip of Alfred going, "Oh, I'm glad you're here," or something to that effect. Yes. But you saw a red cape in that clip, or you saw you saw a red something, and there was there was like images before where it looked like it like you could kind of tell like right on like the corner. Yeah. It looked like Superman may have been wearing a black costume. You really couldn't tell if he was wearing a black costume or if he was just really in the shadows right at that particular. Maybe, angle. but I'm talking about in that specific clip, you saw red. Now the thing is, is the image has come out and all this stuff, and he has a cape, but it's not red. Yeah. So there was a couple of things with that, and one of them was uh, the first of all, the reason why the black costume Superman was cut mm-hmm. to begin with is supposedly Warner Brothers saw it and they're like, yeah, we don't like Superman not in the bright red and blue. Once again, proving that they have no idea what to do with this pro- this property that they've owned for how many years now? I mean, Warner Brothers has owned DC for... Look, look, they can do all they want as far as not copying Marvel's formula for the cinematic universe, but at the very least, look how Marvel treats their characters and do the same for yours. Marvel didn't have any problem... Well, I would say Marvel didn't actually have a hand in this. Uh, I would say uh, Sony didn't have any problem putting Spider-Man in a black costume. But then the rest of that movie was just uh, well, not even that. I'm a bad example. I'm, so I'm, <laughs> I'm speaking directly to DC at this point. You look at you look at Marvel. You look at every single one of the costumes how they translated off the comic book pages to the screen. Yeah. Barely, barely difference. I mean, you might have like militarized Captain America's outfit after the first Avengers, uh, a little bit more, like say Winter Soldier and even First Avenger, not Avengers. Whatever. Anyway, he's wearing PGAs in that. So, I mean, y- y- they were able to take these costumes. They were able to take these these characters, translate them directly off the pages into a screen onto the big screen, and it worked. So the question is, is why can't WB sit here and go, hey, okay, yeah, we understand that this storyline requires that Superman come back in a black costume. Yeah, let's do it. Why not? Let's actually give the people what's on the pages of the comics. Nope, they are like WB said. Nope, that's that's way too dark, and we have a feeling that that's going to make the movie too dark, and we don't want that. We want the movie to be bright and colorful. So yeah, let's not put that in there. There's a balance. Obviously, Superman is a bright and colorful character, and maybe post this Justice League that Zack Snyder was working on. Mm-hmm. After that, Man of Steel two comes out bright and colorful. Cool, that works for me. But let's let's work on the direction that Snyder wanted to take it because there's a reason he set up Superman the, that way in Man of Steel. The reason he carried it through uh, Batman versus Superman and wanted to complete it in Justice League. That I point out. When was the last time you saw someone come back from the dead all bright and colorful? <laughs> Typically, when people come back from the dead, they're like. Eh. 
probably with like an arm. Uh, again, unless your name is Jesus. Yeah, I mean, okay, if we're going to be like realistic here, we could take this like the religious route and yeah, Jesus. He didn't come back like looking like a zombie or in dark costume or anything. Pretty sure he was wearing white or something. I don't probably. know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the religious hour aside. Um, Cinefanatics religious hour. <laughs> hosted by Team Hosted by Team <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Does your pastor know that you do this? <laughs> um, Sweet Mary, Mother of God. <laughs> My name's Demon Bear. <laughs> Let's all read from your hymnals. <laughs> um, so the Bridge other- over troubled water. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing grace. <laughs> <laughs> Our God's an awesome God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So the other thing people were questioning is then why does the black costume look so different compared to the co- to the one from the comics? Because it's a movie. Well, I mean, besides stating the obvious. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry about that. There was a, <laughs> how dare I? There was a thing going back to what I was saying in the comic books. It was a costume that you it's meant to it essentially it's a giant band aid. Everything that's underneath the costume is in a state of being restored. It it absorbs the uh, yellow sunlight oh. a lot more. It helps Superman regain his strength a lot faster. That's fascinating. In, so it's like a Tesla charging station, essentially. Yes. Uh, in the movie, uh, supposedly they're referring to it as, well, it's like you were saying, it's PJs. It's yeah. his family Well, that was suit. Captain America, but okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the idea behind this is like, you know, like when you get home from work, if you were working at a corporate place and you have to wear the corporate uniform, you come home from work, you take off the corporate uniform, you put on some shorts and a t-shirt, you kick back. Uh, it sounds familiar. Put on a robe. You might be naked. Who knows? You're you know, Except well, for the robe and naked part. But that's what it is. He came home. He comes home from work, and he puts on a black version of the same exact costume that he typically wears normally. Anyways, it's a lot more comfy. That's supposedly the idea. In the middle of a pandemic, Superman never took the black costume off. Every day is in the black costume because yeah. why does he even need to bother? You know, yeah, I'm just gonna stay indoors. I'm quarantined. I'm not going out and saving you anybody. Are Superman, you can fly around, and the virus doesn't affect you, you dummy. <laughs> Oh, we don't know how the coronavirus would affect. It uh, wouldn't affect cri- him. Cri- krypton biology. I mean, it might affect him if he's got kryptonite in your. Oh, this got way too nerdy. Uh, Welcome to the Cinefanatics Nerdy Hour. Yeah. Uh, so they also announced. I guess Zack Snyder was talking about how while he's uh, apparently working on this for free, by the way. Uh, Ooh, I is guess, that that's part of his deal? Well, how much more time is he spending on this? I don't know, but I mean, that's he, rough. Here's the thing, like in all honesty, and I'm not placing judgment or anything, but when you're someone of like that kind of stature in Hollywood, I mean, you could probably afford it. Yeah, you could probably afford to sit here and do it and treat this more of like a passion project. I mean, I guess. For example, I will I will directly connect it, and I apologize if this sounds weird, but I do stuff for like Cinefanatics all the time. The overlay and stuff, I've created all this. Because I want to. I like the way it looks. I wanted to make this channel look good. Uh, There's a lot of other stuff I'm working on right now that I can't wait for people to see because I'm so happy about how it looks. It's going to be great. That kind of mentality. I'm not getting paid for this. Yes, if you would like to drop in questions in Streamlab and Super Chat and join our Patreon, cool. 
fun the nonsense. Exactly. That's what fun the nonsense is. This is our. This has been a lot of nonsense tonight. A lot of nonsense tonight. Do that if you would like. If you don't, though, I'm still going to create this crap because I like doing it. It's my work. I can call it crap if I want. I run this channel too. Okay. Well, the stuff I directly created. You big poopy head. The stuff I have directly created here. I like doing it. It's fun. It gives me an outlet. It's something to occupy myself when I'm not at work or watching movies. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not directly going to get paid for this. Sometimes while you're also watching movies. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, actually. Uh, so he might be in a position where he doesn't necessarily need to work on this and make money off of it. He's still yeah. fine. He's just wanting to do this because releasing the Snyder Cut is his passion project. At the at the same time, like in the realistic sense, yeah, he he's this might be something he agreed to do, and he's perfectly happy with it. He's like, sure, don't pay me, don't worry about it, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I got this. We'll, we'll knock it out, and I'll be very happy to complete this. I don't need any extra money for it. No, granted, he's probably going to get residual checks from HBO Max, but probably. But at the same time, I'm looking at say myself as a creator wanting to wanting to uh, do video projects and have my own YouTube channel and just create whatever I want, not just here on Cinefanax, but elsewhere also. Your and Method Living Productions. Method Living Productions, my YouTube channel with my name on it, all that. The problem is is that at some point I will I will be doing this stuff not just because I enjoy it, but because I enjoy it at a level in which it's now a job, mm-hmm. in which it is perfectly well and good for me to be paid for this thing too. This and thing that I love and want to do. Once you've done that enough to save up millions of dollars, sure. But at the same then time, you could probably do some of this for free. Maybe, but that's not, <laughs> not that's not the point. The point is, if somebody has the skills and the talent and are creating at that level, you pay them for their time and their efforts. Yeah. That's just the 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 end end of it right there. Now, if, of course, you're signing a deal with somebody, that person's like, yeah, I don't need any money. I just want to create the thing. And you go, okay. You mean we're going to we're gonna benefit off of this and we don't have to directly pay you? Now, granted, WB, HBO, all of them are putting in a lot of money to actually complete the project. That isn't going to Snyder. It's actually just going into the project itself. Yeah. But the thing, the thing of it is is that, you know, it's still a creator is taking their time, using their efforts that they've, and their skills that they've they've honed over many years and their vision that they've worked tirelessly over for years and years to to create and to pull something together uh, yeah for for me in my mind it's like no you give them you give them compensation for that time and effort and that work but again it does come back to if Snyder's okay with it if he said hey no don't pay me just to make sure that this actually happens and it gets done and he's cool with it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, that being said, though, uh, because of that, he's completely not using any of Whedon's footage in his cut. I wouldn't. I mean, I, I mean that makes sense. It's actually. my cut. Why would I want to use footage from another director? Well, here's a, the comparison for that. Going back, and I feel like we made this comparison before, but if you go back to the uh, Superman two, the Richard Donner cut, mm-hmm. uh, they used, I believe it was Richard Lester that origi- that did that finished Superman two. They used. 
they still had to use some of his footage to kind of like glue some of the scenes together because for the most part most of the story of Superman 2 kind of stayed the same there was just different like little branches off of it that changed in the original uh, Richard Donner cut yeah uh, so they still had to use some of the original footage, uh, but that was, I don't know, they had different amounts of that movie completed compared to, like, this one, where seemingly Zack Snyder had, I guess, a lot of this movie completed, except for, like, the very end, and then once Joss Whedon came in, not only did he finish the end, but he also went back and retooled some of, like, what happened before to make his vision that sounds like a gigantic mess, and I I don't blame anyone for something like ah. Let's see what would have happened if Whedon didn't get his hands on it. And don't get me wrong, Whedon. That's why it's called the Snyder Cut. Yeah, Whedon did good with the first Avengers, Age of Ultron. Eh, I mean your opinion of that particular Avengers movie aside, it's watchable. I've watched it multiple times, and I've been happy it, watching it. It has its flaws, but it's still it's still otherwise a good movie. It's it's still nowhere near the worst MCU movie either. Yeah. So, uh, Thor: Dark World. Uh, anyways, sorry what? Uh, so that's the thing is so there's no weed in it, which according to some people might be really good. Uh, namely Ray Fisher. Oh, buddy. Who, of course, if y'all been following like social media, Ray Fisher has basically said how Joss Whedon on set made Ooh. everything like a living hell. Let me tell you about somebody who does not like Joss Whedon. Yeah. His name is Ray Fisher. Uh, he originally came out on like Twitter, social media, saying things that that stuff just was not good on the set. Mm-hmm. And but it was very general, not very like in depth. He didn't pinpoint specific things that supposedly Joss Whedon did. Um, he has since uh, very recently came out saying that there's a lot of stuff he can't say because of NDAs. Mm. That they're working him, I guess him and his lawyers are working on exactly what they can talk about around the NDAs, and that they're dedicated to making sure whatever Joss Whedon did on set is going to be known and see the light of day. Ooh. Which, again, there's the thing. You have a long time period of Joss Whedon making stuff. Yeah. Uh, you've got, like, all like everyone from, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer to uh, Firefly Serenity, mm-hmm. that property. Uh, and then you've got, again, the first two uh, Avengers movies. There's a lot of people that have worked with Joss Whedon. And so it's going to be kind of weird to see, to hear how, like, all of a sudden there might be something bad happening. And is this going to jumpstart anything? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but all I know is that you, you have a situation where Ray Fisher is feeling very... Uh, hurt? I don't know the words. Yeah, hurt. Hurt works. I mean, he's been sitting on these, on how he's been feeling for, like, years now. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't been able to say anything because of the worry of what does this do for my career? What it was look like if I start bad mouthing a director, does any director, does any studio want to work with me again? Cause they, cause now you have a, a history of, Hey, we, uh, we don't like, we don't like the, uh, the way that you were talking about that, that movie set that you were on. You're probably going to do that again, so we don't want to work with you. Well, don't be a scumbag, and you don't have anything to worry about. That's the honest thing. And here's the thing. <laughs> We're talking about movies. This actually kind of contributes to like current events as well. Uh, if you're talking about, like, say, the police going on right now and such. Defund movie studios. 
<laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> no, there actually is a I thing. Oh, well, not movie studios. There's a thing going around uh, to help uh, fund movie theaters uh, to help save them because they're probably out of all the businesses. They're one of the major ones that's hurting right now. Yeah. Beside the point. Uh, the thing is, is this idea that it's kind of hard. A lot of people have come out saying it's hard to be a good cop because you you could get fired, dismissed, kicked out, your name dragged through there's the mud type lot, of thing. There's a lot of lot of bad stuff, a lot of bad muck in some of these, some yeah. these police precincts. So kind of the same thing here yeah. is that if you're an actor who may not have made it yet, you're going up and you're saying something bad against someone like Joss Whedon, mm-hmm. who is a pretty high up there. He made a couple of movies that hit millions and millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, if not Joss, Joss Whedon is a very well-known name and property. How do you, as someone who wants to continue working in this Hollywood space, how do you sit there and divulge this information without it with without being worried that it's going to hurt you somehow so so i mean that's that's where you have to stop and think okay maybe there is definitely some possible real actual truth to what he is saying because he's essentially risking his career to put this information out there he's not just gonna like he's not gonna throw somebody under the bus for no reason like what what does he have to gain for throwing joss whedon under the bus this many years later like what does he actually have to gain from that nothing he ruins his career yeah. So you have to stop and think, okay, knowing that, we have to assume that what he is saying is probably true at this point. All the stuff that went down that – because why else? Why would someone throw away their career? Well, you're taking out the possibility that he could just – he's only seeing things from his perspective. He might not know the full story. And again, we don't know exactly what happened. There hasn't been anything to really say what did happen. But there's there's always the possibility that the person may not know what they're talking about. So the topic of conversation is that you look at the other individuals who are part of those movies, and they're saying that well, none of them have come out and been and uh, agreed with him that that this was all happening. So maybe maybe that looks bad on his part, and maybe that looks good for Joss Whedon. But the problem is, is that. No one's come out and defended Joss Whedon either. Which I mean, if you want to go back to like the the good cop bi- bad cop, at analogy. least no one from the Justice League yeah. set. The go back to the good cop bad cop analogy I was making. Typically, yeah. you have like one good cop is coming out saying that there's like corruption in the police in the precinct or something. Typically, you're not going to hear supposedly from other cops agreeing because they're all in fear for their job and everything Mm -hmm. as well even if they are typically good cops so it might be the same thing but again when you get some of these some of these uh you could get a higher end you have a situation where people aren't rewarded for doing the good thing possibly but i mean you you get someone like tom hanks which i know tom hanks wasn't in the justice league movie so dad but i'm using him as the fact that tom hanks is a big name actor if had tom hanks been in the Justice League movie, I don't know who he'd play. Superman, fascinating. Uh, if had he been in the Justice League movie and Joss Whedon was acting up or whatever on set, would Tom Hanks then use his ability, his clout, so to speak? Would he be able to speak out without any fear of what would happen yeah. to him? Because <laughs> you're not going to tell Tom Hanks he can't be in movies anymore. You think you think someone like Tom Hanks has 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 earned the right to be able to be like, hey. Yeah, that was not a good movie set to work on. We're, and everyone would be like, well, okay. I guess it wasn't a good movie set. You want to come work on ours? Yeah. You go ahead. Blacklist Tom Hanks. Go ahead. Good. Do that. 
let's see how America proceeds with that Look. idea. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's, here's hoping that never happens. Well, cyborg Ray Fisher. Yeah. Who? That and that's and again that's that's what I'm saying. Why why he is not in a position to come out and essentially ruin his career by saying these things at this point. And the downside is is if there really was something that bad happening on set, it sucks that he couldn't say it, it earlier. Shouldn't it shouldn't matter what position he's in if 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 it's a toxic set then someone needs to say something. If yeah. you see something, say something type yeah. of position. And I'm curious as to where this is going to go. Yeah, because I but, mean, yeah, because we, as of right now, we could probably guess a few things, but for the most part, I'm assuming like just a lot of bullying, essentially. Maybe some maybe some sexual harassment, whatever. It's, it's, it's all hearsay. It would all be rumors. None of it, like without actual hard facts. It's all speculation. You can't. You can't say for a fact one way or the other, but they said they're going to release more information again once they make sure they can. It's stuff that they can talk about without affecting an NDA. At, but at the end of the day, if Joss Whedon is very much to be blamed for for some for some really bad activity on that movie set, then absolutely, I believe Ray Fisher's in the right for doing what he's doing. Yeah, say what you need to say, get it out there, and I hopefully, Sean Meyer stuck head song stuck. Say in my what head. you need to say, yeah, <laughs> and then hopefully, hopefully, other studios, other directors, other people in charge of these movies will go, hey, we're with you. We saw, we heard what you said. We recognize there's just just a bad, bad situation on that set. Still, come work with us. Come work for us. You're welcome to do our movie. And you've seen it before, where some people have spoken out and. They've managed to continue on. Yeah, they uh, got rewarded for it. There's, there's a lot of them, and oh, man, pretty much uh, everybody who spoke out against Harvey Weinstein at this point, uh, for the most for part. The, uh, for, uh, I mean, I maybe some, maybe so, I don't know. Some of them are still being kind of dragged around, but there are a couple of that's, people. That's infuriating. Uh, man, I can't think of any off the top of my head, which is unfortunate. The man's because in prison, is, and people are still being dragged around. Yeah. Uh, but other examples, I'm trying to think of, and unfortunately, I can't think of any because that would be a good point to make. But. Yep. Um, I have heard of, I can't recall a specific situation, unfortunately, that where people have said something and then they have still managed to continue on. That people, they weren't looked on as a a pariah of this industry. They were able to continue on, Um, which again, hopefully is great. If, If you're in a toxic work environment, hopefully the way that it's supposed to work is you can say something and there's investigation and everything gets cleared up had there actually been something bad happening. Yeah. Hopefully this works out if that's what really happened. If not, woo, this will be interesting. Uh, I, 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 the one thing, though, going back on it uh, that I want to point out is I know uh, Ray Fisher did say something that, like, what they're looking at developing, uh, that they're hopefully going to release to the public. He's like, and if I'm 100% wrong, then I wholeheartedly invite Joss Whedon to take me to court and sue me for slander and libel. Look. That's powerful. Look. That's that's it right there. Who says that? Who is willing to do that? Yeah. Who because now he's not even putting his career on the line. Now he's putting his livelihood on the line. That's the essential putting your money where your mouth is. That's, yeah, that's exactly putting your money where your mouth is. Because he goes to court, he gets sued. He loses every dollar he's ever made in the movie industry. And he's not going to make and any more. And then good luck acting again. anymore. Yeah, good luck having... Yeah, 
and then he's done. He has to go work a who's it job like the rest of us. Who's it job like the rest of us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could work at a cable company. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> deliver groceries and deliver groceries. Which is <laughs> it's it's rewarding work during a pandemic, let me tell you. Oh, absolutely. Anyway. <laughs> so is working for a cable company. Yeah. Let me tell you. Uh so yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm very interested to see where the rest of the story develops, uh, especially because we're also getting the Snyder cut too. So not only are we, not only would we be getting all these stories about what went down on that set that we didn't know was happening, we're also getting the actual original vision for the movie, and it's gonna be as if Joss Whedon's version, provided of course we're expecting the Snyder cut is a lot better than the Justice League we got probably will be at this point um that movie just gets wiped from the face of existence there was no joss whedon cut of of justice league mm-hmm. and maybe hopefully the dceu can continue dceu <laughs> can continue and maybe warner brothers learns a lesson and not to shun their original creator that they hired for a project when he has a horrible horrible thing that happens to his life and in his family oh that's right yeah or at least bad start, move. Start backing off Oof. of like studio control. Oof, that was a bad move. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Absolutely. They're uh, somewhat making up for it now by actually letting him complete his vision. Eh, that's good. Um. Anyways, that's gonna do it for movie news for the most part. Now we've got about thirty minutes here. Uh. So one of the things that we're looking at doing with the tagline uh, is, and we kind of tried to do it last week when we were talking about what YouTube movie content, YouTube channels you're interested in, uh, interacting with the chat here. I want to open the chat up here again for this kind of uh, interaction. Tonight's like interactive discussion that we're going to talk about is it was announced that phase four of the MCU is potentially going to start bringing in the Illuminati. Interesting. For those of you not familiar with the actual comic books, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to guess that almost everyone's mm-hmm. at least familiar with the MCU at this point because it's like the biggest franchise on the entire freaking planet. Give, um, or, give or take a Star Wars. Give or, yeah, give or take a Star Wars. And Pokemon. Yeah. Okay. I mean, movie franchise. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. You got one. <laughs> Pokemon. Technically, like, another four? Like, 20. In cartoons? Really? Animated movies, Anyways, yeah. Anyways. Um, so, those of y'all, most people are familiar with the, at least the MCU. If you're not familiar with the comics, the Illuminati is a select group of heroes that had formed uh, just... The chaos of the world has gotten too much, and Iron Man had decided that they need to have a good select group of the highest end, most responsible type of uh, characters to be able to weigh in on what's going on in the world. Not really for control, but more of just like an overall deciding factor on how their all their powers and groups and teams and everyone should kind of help yeah. benefit mankind. Uh, so this was in the comics and now it's looking like they're hinting at it just because of the stuff we've gone through in regards to like civil war, uh, and then infinity war and Endgame. all of that has, is leading to, you know what? We might need to start forming the Illuminati to have this overall connection to what's going on in the world, especially because of all the people that were brought together at the end of Endgame. Yeah. 
So the comic book version of it, again, Iron Man was the one that created it. Mm-hmm. Also consisted of Doctor Strange, Reed Richards, Black Bolt, and Submariner. Professor X. And Professor X. Uh, the thing is, is a lot of these characters are not in the MCU at all, or yeah. they're not in the MCU yet. yet. Or they've been uh, like loosely, very loosely. The only connected. one that's still alive that's currently in the MCU is Doctor Strange, and that's the thing. So uh, I open up to a chat. Out of the MCU currently as it stands, who do you think is going to be a part of the Illuminati moving forward? Now, sound off in the chat. I'll be right back. Okay. So the other thing, you know, unfortunately, you do a two-hour show. It happens. Uh, now, keeping in mind on this is that we know the MCU is now looking at bringing in the Fantastic Four and the X-Men. So, very good chance that Reed Richards and Charles Xavier would be brought into this Illuminati. But, like we were saying, Iron Man no longer exists. Doctor Strange does. Uh, who do you think is good enough either people that we know are going to be brought in or people who are already a part of the MCU who do you think is good enough to be brought into the Illuminati for the it, for the MCU uh and I'm going to go right off the bat and say that I think instead of Iron Man essentially bringing in the Illuminati I feel like this might be somewhere where Doctor Strange is going to step up uh especially because so like the next Doctor Strange movie, we're going to be talking about more about the multiverse and bringing in like say Scarlet Witch will be coming over type of scenario. Uh, I think he's going to have more of an overarching control, kind of like what Iron Man did originally when they were setting up the MCU. The Iron Man was like the main connection between them all. You saw Iron Man at the end of the Incredible Hulk movie. I think they might use Doctor Strange to that extent where now he's the focal point that they that everyone talks to in regards to it. So who else besides Iron Man? Hey, what's up, guys? Demon Bear's back here. What a whiz that was. Oh, fantastic. America's top 40 whizzes. So who do you think could be a part of the Illuminati? It's definitely Demon Bear. I'm here. I'm ready to rule some fools and control everybody. Rule some fools. Rule some fools. <laughs> hey, I'm Demon Bear. Hi, I'm... Uh, I'm Doctor Strange. Demon Bear, would you like to weigh in in the current pandemic? I don't know. Can you uh, can you use that time stone and uh, maybe reverse that pandemic and bring an apple back to life? I'm hungry. <laughs> that would not be wise, because when you mess with time, <laughs> we all know that... What is it that they say in that? Like, the debt must be paid or... Sure. <laughs> Demon Bear, did you not watch the Doctor Strange movie? Could give two craps. <laughs> did you, though? I mean, you were gone for a little while. Yeah. I wasn't gone that long. <laughs> <laughs> so, this joke is running its course. Yeah. Um, My name's Demon Bear. I like beating a dead horse. So we got, was it Arrow Owl in the chat saying Black Panther has been a I believe Black Panther at one point was a member of the Illuminati as well. I think um, that makes, I think that's one of the things that makes the most sense. And the uh, given MCU we have right now is absolutely Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I would, I would accept Black Panther being a part of that just because of how major, not only like breaking the the fourth wall of the MCU, Black Panther's a massively huge successful movie. Yeah. And Black Panther wasn't that big of a character in the comics either, but the movie 
fantastic. I could uh, I could see Mbaku being part of the Illuminati. Mbaku, 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 the gorilla guy. Man, uh, yeah, what is his what is the his gorilla king man ape or whatever like that or whatever? Oh his yeah, yeah. Character his character was, was like man ape. Yeah, yeah. I could see I could see him being part of the Illuminati, and he'll uh, he'll tell people that they'll they'll feed them to their children. Yeah, Partis is agreeing that Doctor Strange will probably take over for Iron Man as like the main focus of the Illuminati. Yeah, because we have so I mean, as far as characters in the MCU, I, I mean, you you see, Errol also brings up that uh, that Black Panther could potentially be stepping into the leadership role that is being vacated by Cap. So you have these situations where these the two major characters of the MCU, Iron Man and Captain America, are are gone. They're stepped away. Yeah, not coming back. And you need characters to fill in the void. Spider-Man, you really can't do too much. Like, I know they want to set up Spider-Man to be kind of like a leader, uh, I guess, to a degree of the Avengers and everything. He's got the brilliance of Tony Stark uh, because Spider-Man's a smart character like that. But the problem is is that Spider-Man is still being mostly controlled by Sony, and he's probably not going to stay in the MCU forever. He's going to go MCU adjacent and dive into a Spider-Verse of sorts over in Sony. And depending on how long uh, Disney keeps the MCU going, he might be like <laughs> potentially like on loan every once in a while. Hey, can we borrow Spider-Man for like five minutes? Yeah. We'd like to stick him in a real quick part in our movie. So as far as like these characters taking over for other characters, yeah. Black Panther and uh, Doctor Strange are absolutely fully capable of stepping into those into those exact roles. Now we're talking about the Illuminati. Well, I think, of course, you know, besides the fact that we we still expect, I, you probably mentioned this while I was gone, that you still expect uh, Fantastic Four and X Men to occur in this universe here yep. coming up. And Reed Richards and Professor X are the obvious choices for maintaining their roles within the uh, film version of the Illuminati. We still have yet to see Namor. Apparently, that might be on its way at some point, Supposedly, too. Supposedly, uh, Namor the Submariner is very strongly hinted at being a part of Black Panther 2. Yeah. If you think back to Endgame, uh, where... Uh, what's her name? Endgame? No, what's her name in Endgame? Yes, I'm trying... Okoye. I'm trying to help you. Okoye was going to... Uh, oh, yeah. There's earthquakes she, under the water. Yeah, How do we was, handle those? There are earthquakes. We don't. They're under the water. We handle them by not handling them. Yeah, but I mean, she is the one that hinted at that, so therefore, maybe Namor is tied to Black Panther too. Maybe. I mean, so as far as as far as we know, the uh, the full rights to Namor are firmly back in they, in Marvel's control. They were in Universal, but the, so least, was Hulk. I believe. I believe Universal owned the distribution rights for Hulk and Namor, and that's why there's so much like up in the air, and that's why they can't make a a Hulk movie because the distribution for that movie needs to fully go to Disney and Marvel Studios. So that's, that's the other thing is do you put the Hulk in the Illuminati? Especially because he's now smart Hulk. As of right now, he fills the void that Reed Richards would essentially come in and I would say he almost he almost fills the uh, void that that Iron Man would come in in the in within the Illuminati. That would be Black Panther though, because Black Panther would come in with that technology. They angle. both kind of do. Uh, well, yeah, but yeah, if you if you get Black Panther and Hulk, you get the intelligence and the technology. Because yeah. I mean, you look how how much did did Bruce work with uh, Tony throughout, you know, the la the latter part of the uh, MCU. 
or has all, all of Age of Ultron. <laughs> all of Age of Ultron. Uh, even like starting off in the Avengers, they both worked in the lab on the helicarrier together. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they created the uh, the Hulkbuster armor together. All of this stuff, like, uh, yeah. I mean, Bruce Bruce knows a lot of what Tony knew. He he floated within the same the same field of intelligence, more or less. Yeah. So, yeah. It's and that would be interesting because now you have Professor Hulk, you have Smart Hulk. And we've already kind of done the the Jettison Hulk out into space storyline. Which, I mean, in the comic books, that was the Illuminati that did yeah. that. And that's why the I bring Illuminati it up. came together and said, yeah, Hulk is way too dangerous to keep on Earth. Let's kick him out to outer space. He goes to outer space, and then you get so, the whole... Do you have a storyline where you have the other Illuminati members sitting there, and you have uh, Smart Hulk going, saying something, and they're like, hey, man, we don't want to float that way. I mean... You're you're smart and all, but the second you uh, flip back to Rage Monster, we're just gonna throw you back into space. And he's, nice little nod. And he'll be like, "Nope, been there, done that. Don't want to do that again." <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that'd be that, that would actually be pretty funny. That'd be like, ah, hilarious. Ah, we get it. We see what you're doing there. Um, it, like the diehard fans would get it, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Maybe yeah. I see. I see Hulk. I don't. The one character I definitely don't see them putting in the Illuminati is Black Bolt. That's the thing, because... Because I don't think they're going to do anything with the Inhumans for a very long time at this point. So, the Inhumans were originally supposed to be a movie that was, I believe, was supposed to originally come out, like, in 2019, and then uh, they're like, yeah, nope, let's let's do a TV show instead. I don't necessarily like where we want to take these, and maybe that's around the time... When they uh, decided to ditch the Inhumans movie completely, that's probably around the same time where they're like, "Hey, maybe this merger with Fox, this acquisition of Fox, that could was a happen." Part of it, yeah. In which case, we might get the X Men back, and it might be a little much to do X Men and Inhumans in the same universe. Like, how many different weird species of human beings are there on yeah. Earth, and how do people not know about this? And how do we differentiate between these humans are special because of this way, and these humans are special because of this way, and these guys are just regular superheroes? It's going to be hard enough to differentiate the Captain Americas and the Hulks of the world with the cyclopses and the wolverines of the world especially if you uh, when you're talking about the x-men you're going to start talking about playing into like the civil rights issues that they did in the comics where essentially uh they were like racially profiled against Mm um i mean yeah how do you say like well this is a person with superpowers they're a mutant we must hate them but this person with superpowers like captain america oh he's not a mutant we absolutely love him for all intents and purposes, there's no real difference oh. visually. They're a human being with superpowers. That guy was a lab accident. He's cool. Yeah. Like, okay. So yeah. I, I, I could see why they were, like, potentially holding back on Inhumans. Problem is, is Inhumans suck. <laughs> that yeah. was a terrible TV show. Yeah. I do like, uh oh, man, what's his name? The guy they got playing Black Bolt in there. Um, Ans- Anson. 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 Yeah. Mount, uh, yeah, Anson Mount. Yeah, I was gonna say Elgort, but that's not him. Yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, Anson Mount. Uh, I liked him as Black Bolt. Now, granted, he wasn't wearing the mask and he didn't have the mystery mystery that Black Bolt typically and has. And he didn't hear he, his voice, so you know, <laughs> yeah. But he still had like a good. He had that leadership look to him. Yes, he can't talk. He had presence. He had that presence. He yeah. carried that role very well. It was pretty much everybody else that really was not good in that movie. 
especially Medusa when they cut off all her hair. Weren't they talking originally like when they were gonna make the movie that uh, uh, Vin Diesel was gonna was gonna play Black Bolt? Uh, I believe so. That and they were talking about that for a while. So can we can we look at the timeline real quick where Vin Diesel's playing Black Bolt and they move forward on this uh, Illuminati thing and Vin Diesel is in the Illuminati? Yeah. One of the first things we need to do in controlling everybody is just give them all Coronas. <laughs> Fantastic. And then protect our family. We got to make sure this doesn't happen in 2020, though, because that could be taken the wrong way. Yeah. Anyways, that was a terrible joke. Demon Bear here. Did he just say give everyone Corona? That's not kosher at all. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking about the beer. Yeah. She just stuck with the I am Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. Yeah. Just go back to Groot. Let's um, go back to Groot. What so, if Groot's in the Illuminati? Can anyone from Guardians of the Galaxy be in, in this? I mean, technically, that would actually be kind of funny. I don't know if they put Groot in the Illuminati. I would say out of the entire thing, I would actually probably maybe possibly put Rocket. In the Illuminati? In the Illuminati. What? I wouldn't put I wouldn't put Star-Lord in there. And who knows what's going on with, uh, with What's-Her-Face right now. Gamora? Gamora. Why is Gamora? Why is Gamora? Yeah, uh, yeah no, none of these characters work because, as they stated in the first movie, they're all a holes. Yeah, but I mean, mm-hmm. essentially, I would say Rocket's probably at least the most like focused. Yeah, he's he 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 is kind of a a hole as well. But oh, I mean, he definitely is. But uh, he's the most like te- te- there's a whole plot line around that. He's the most technological savvy. He's I don't know. He's probably the one with his head on his shoulders the most out of all of them. You know what they could end up doing is uh, you have Thor Love and Thunder coming up at some point. Mm -hmm. The mantle of Thor is supposed to be passed over to Jane Foster. Yeah. Now, there's a couple different directions you could take that. Technically, you could have, if Natalie Portman really isn't into wanting to do more of these movies, she's okay with just doing the one more and then calling it a day. Maybe you move the Natalie Portman Thor, the Jane Foster Thor, over to the Illuminati. Or you move the Thor Thor, the Chris Hemsworth Thor, over to the Illuminati. One of those two characters can move over there. I I believe by the end of that movie that uh, Chris Hemsworth's Thor will be back to normal. I don't believe they're going to keep... Uh, Jane Foster as Thor, like from now on. You think that's just a one and done? I think it's going to be plot? a one off, one off thing. Yeah. Just to maybe, maybe they they dive into the she has the cancer uh, storyline, and that in becoming Thor in that way, it cures the cancer within her, and then she goes back to well, like the storyline from the comic. She <clears throat> she took over as a female Thor for a while. She had developed this cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, while she is while she is Thor. Uh, the cancer inside of her is getting worse. Mm. Uh, like it kills off. Being Thor kills off like all the chemo and everything that's in her. Interesting. So when she goes back to human, she's in her human form. She's in a worse condition than she was than when she was human before she turned into mm. Thor. This very last time, there might be a chance that like in the next Thor movie, they might actually kill her off by the end of that movie and make Chris Hemsworth back into regular Thor. I don't know if that's the way they want to take that. I mean, I mean, it's possible. You're also living in a world where Valkyrie at this point is taking over rule of, of Asgard. So, you know, she also could be a quote-unquote Thor, too. Uh, 
Okay, possibly. I thought you were going to hint at like they might make Valkyrie like his new love interest, but uh, no, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I don't believe so either because I believe they're supposed to be playing up the angle that she's actually lesbian. So possibly, yeah, <laughs> that won't happen. And, and which, yeah, that that's that's a no go. Um, but at the same time, you know, sh- I see her. I I see more of uh of Valkyrie being the Thor going forward than either Chris Hemsworth or Natalie Portman. I see her wanting to sign on for a few more movies and do, do more of these movies down the, down the road. Uh, especially as these movies are looking to be more inclusive and have more diversity within them. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely the direction you might want to go as here. You have a character that does exist in the comic books that can be diverse, that can be that inclusion factor and definitely works on the big screen she's already been established on the big screen she absolutely works yeah i see that that being the direction they're going and then yeah maybe you do have chris hemsworth his thor steps away to become a part of the illuminati if they so does so choose to do that in which case he only needs to make appearances now every so often going forward potentially if ever again so, again, those of y'all in the chat, if you haven't sound off, let us know who you think uh, should be a part of it. Uh, again, we're wrapping things up. we got about, like, ten yeah. minutes or so left. Mm. If you have any other questions, drop them in the chat. Let us know. Let's let's talk about some stuff here in this last ten l- minutes. Let's talk about some stuff. Yeah, talk about some stuff. Real quick, before we also move on to any other questions, I want to shout this out, like, because it happens on the stream, because it happens in the show, we get to do so live. We have a new patron on our Patreon uh rachel errol owl who has made an appearance here in the chat uh tonight she has joined the patreon and we are very grateful for that so thank you so much for joining that uh you are you now have access to any of these movie watch alongs that we do in the future and then all the fun stuff that we plan on adding to patreon later so we are very grateful your support is very welcome very helpful so Thank you so much, Arrow Owl. If you, too, would also like to be a part of our Patreon, there is patreon.com slash cinefanatics. We have fun things that happen on there. And, yeah, join us on that because, I don't know, I mean, we want to grow this channel. It's we want to have we want to yeah. have some more fun with We've this. We've got so. a lot of stuff planned, and the support absolutely will help us get there. Um, we're just saying, like, join up. Join up today. And just see, just see. <laughs> join up today. Join up today, and just see where uh, where your dollars are are gonna take us and the content that we can put out for you guys. Yeah. Um. So speaking of which, one of the other things that we want to do, and I know we talked about this like a couple of weeks ago, and we haven't done it because we just weren't used to it. Because <laughs> we're human and we forget things. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're human. We haven't. We're not used to having a Patreon, but I mean, we want. To we're be used we're, to we're getting used to it, so don't feel don't feel afraid to join. Stop telling them that we're not used to Patreon. I'm used to being a patron of other of other channels. You're uh, ruining this for us. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Did Demon Bear say anything? Yeah, shut your trap. <laughs> the bear <laughs> trap. That's not funny. <laughs> I missed my family reunion last Christmas because of that. <laughs> you jerk. Um. And also lost my foot. So one of the things uh, that we created, unfortunately, at the uh, $5 tier, we weren't able to, I guess, do the Schmodown watch-alongs as we originally had hoped. Yeah, because apparently YouTube doesn't like us putting other people's YouTube videos on our YouTube video. We get away with it for first-run Schmodowns, but we can't do it for past. Uh, Shuts the stream down. 
we are in the process. We're still going to develop that. So, uh, I mean, there's more stuff that I want to add yeah. to these tiers that we have, and we want to create more tiers in the future. Uh, but as of right now, for the at least the five dollar tier on up, uh, allows us to shout you out on our on the stream. So when we do yep. the tagline, which is our flagship show, if you're at the five dollar on up, you get to hear us say your name over the air. I mean, cool. <laughs> do you have the? You're so corny. <laughs> I know, kind of am. Do you have the list of that? Because I can't pull it up on my phone because I, I don't know how Patreon works. I didn't know I was supposed to, but yes, I can get it here in just one second. So, yeah, if anyone else has any questions, comments, anything, suggestions, feel free to drop it in the, the chat so we have something to fill this last little bit of time with. That would be fantastic. Yeah, so we... Uh, Otherwise, I'm going to sing the uh, King George song please from don't. Good <laughs> Lord. Hamilton again. You want to hear it as Demon Bear? <laughs> Actually, no. that'd be kind of funny. They say no. Um, <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> and oh, we just lost all our patrons. There's no one to shout out now. <laughs> just Fantastic. like that. Uh, no, we want to give a big thanks to everybody who's at the five dollar and up tier. We've got AJ Lancaster. We've got Tyler Schwent. We've got uh, Jake Yacoveta. We've got Joe Elliott. We've got Garth McMurray. Uh, we got Paula Velasquez PC. We've got. Errol, Al, Rachel, everybody at the $5 and up tier, a big thanks to all of you guys who have jumped in there and are uh, big supporters of us helping us out. We are very, very grateful for each and every one of you. Yeah. Demon Bear is also very grateful because the more you donate, the more Demon Bear can hang around. <laughs> Demon Bear likes food. And Demon Bear likes to eat. <laughs> Demon Bear prefers to have a roof over his head. <laughs> it doesn't like sleeping in caves. Look, just because Demon Bear gets a little grumpy every now and then and likes to chase off some new mutants doesn't mean he doesn't like to also have the basic necessities of life. <laughs> you can call them the bear necessities if you want, but that's another project. <laughs> that's a whole other thing entirely. Well, now that the New Mutants has been bought, uh, Fox has been bought from Disney. Crossover potential. You technically could sing that song. Bare necessities. <laughs> well, you can't sing it because we're on YouTube, so therefore this whole thing will get shut Don't down. Don't worry, but, they won't recognize it anyway. But you know, we got five minutes left in this. Content for all ID does not know my voice. For all intents and purposes, we've already done our stream, so I mean, <laughs> feel free to sing away. I mean. <laughs> if it just gets shut down, it just gets shut down. And we're just five minutes early. I mean, yeah. you'll miss the last five minutes of us. Oh, man. <laughs> so we've we've got some fun stuff coming up. We mentioned a lot of it at the top of the show. I mean, do you have anything else that's ne necessary on the list that we need to do? Uh, again, uh, man, my voice is rough right now. <laughs> that demon bear? You oh, to, man. You just need to work on that like throughout the week. Just like practice it. Like when you deliver groceries to your customers, like, thank you. <laughs> like that type of thing. Well, it's all contactless delivery, so... Well, if you ever happen to run into anyone, when you're at the grocery store checking out, make sure to yeah. talk to the cashier. I would like to have five bags for this order, please. <laughs> Keep the eggs by themselves. Those things break easily. <laughs> so that's what you need to do. The dumbest. Me, where's the bathroom? <laughs> where's your restroom? <laughs> Donde esta los baños? <laughs> that's right. We are in Texas. There's a lot of Spanish here. Um... Demon uh, bear in Espanol. <laughs> what what is demon and bear in Spanish? <laughs> I'm gonna look this up. I was gonna say, but the the immediate like thing off the top of my head was the corny like 
like stereotypical Spanish, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> I, I feel like this show is not at that level. <laughs> Brian Nussbaum in the chat says, "Don't know if you didn't discuss it yet, but Kevin Smith announced Mallrats two during his panel." I know he's been talking about Mallrats 2 for a while, bringing back a lot of the cast and uh, everything for that. It works, apparently. Yeah. Uh, And at one point, I know it was also very strongly hinted uh, that it was going to be like the kids of the original cast. Oh, that's crazy. So like Brody's kids and T.S. Quint's kids. And it was going to be like the Mall Brats. Does Banky have kids? Did I say Brody? You said Brody. Brody, yes. Oh, not, not Banky. That's not Banky. Ban- ba- Banky is uh, chasing Amy. What if they both had kids and they were the same? Ba- the same Banky kid. and Brody had they're kids. The same kid. It's the same kid. What if it's? He's, he bring, so he's going to have the kids of everybody, but they're still going to be portrayed by the same actors that they were the begin- uh, before. So Jason Lee is playing his own kid, which is ridiculous because the amount of time that's passed here's should the, not allow he, for that. He, here's the thing. Here, here's like the real quick, really weird thing. Uh, because of chasing Amy, and then at the end of Jane's Silent Bob Strikes Back, they did actually hint that uh, that Banky, not Banksy, Banky, that's an artist, yeah, who we that, don't know, uh, that could be Jason Lee, that Banky could be going gay. Ah, so I mean, hmm. theoretically, it maybe we don't know anything from Brody. We have to assume that uh, Brody uh, is in a relationship with uh, uh, Shannon Doherty's character. Yeah. Um, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Schmodown. Nice. Uh, but we have to assume that they're in a relationship. But Rachel I mean, would crush you. We could be, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Rachel Silverstein's watching this like yeah. screaming right now. Like, oh my god, I can't believe you said that you could challenge me at a Kevin Smith. I uh, know. If I if I study and prepare, I could. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we could be in a world where like uh, Banky and Brody have a child together, and it is the same child. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I just want to see that. I just want to see Banky and Brody on screen, like holding hands. I thought that would be hilarious. Sure. Yeah, they're both Jason Lee. Yeah, I get. I, <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm. I completely understand everything you just said. I just. I would. I'd like to see a world where Jason Lee and Jason Lee have a child, and their child is Jason Lee. And the question is, it's is like, like a miniature version. Like they put Jason Lee's like. How did they? I, I guess I'm just kid. ignorant to this, but how did they uh, acquire both of their DNAs to create this new child that's also just him again? Uh, science is amazing. Well, that's not this channel. We're talking about movies, so let someone else let let the science fanatics figure that one out. <laughs> the DNA fanatics. I don't know. Science fanatics. fanatics. I'm pretty sure it exists. Although, I mean, Cinefanax didn't really exist have, when we created this channel. They so. have five subscribers, and they have two subscribers. Oh, okay. Four videos and one video. Oh, fantastic. So, guys, go check out the Science Fanatics. I have no <laughs> idea what they do on their channel. <laughs> Ask them what would happen if uh, Banky and Brody had a child together. Might be interesting. <laughs> then come back and let us know. <laughs> this is so stupid. Hey, real quick, I'm looking around, and... I have no idea where the rails that we were supposed to be on are. Uh, they're already gone, so... I'm riding them right now! Into the sunset! Anyways, so that's pretty much going to do it for this. Uh, I'll say, everyone in the chat, thank you for watching. Thank you for being here. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. This has been this has been a fun one. Uh, I hope more people get to see this. More people watch this on a replay. Again, we are on podcast as well. So uh, anywhere your podcasting is allowed to go to, 
You can listen to my sweet golden voice on podcasts. We're Anchor, l- Spotify, Apple, all the places podcasts are. Yeah. All those fun places. America's Anyways. Top 40 by Demon Bear. Uh, yeah, gonna have a lot of fun. Uh, don't forget that, was it, this coming Thursday, Thursday. in two days, we will yeah. be doing the, uh, the IG, uh, tournament finals, finals with, with, a, uh, with special guests. With some special guest who's been, With uh, special guests from the dungeon. Temporarily released from the dungeon. Temporarily released. Has to go back right after our video. Yeah, so it's gonna be a lot of fun. Make sure you, uh, make sure you're subscribed, like, comment this video. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CineFanaticsMLP. There's also our individual ones right here down below. Robert Adams MLP, Chris Adams MLP. Uh, yeah, make sure you follow us. That is Twitter, Instagram, whole lot of fun things there. Yeah, I think that's gonna call it. We're gonna call it a night on that. So, you got anything else? Roll that beautiful bean footage. Or just play the music. That's what I did. So that's going to do it for this episode of the oh. Tagline. Again, Tuesday night, 9.30 p.m. Central Time. We will see y'all next week. Y'all all have a great evening and good night. Oh, my voice. Be <laughs> nice.